we're live. Tonight on the podcast, we're talking about Chris Evans coming back to the MCU to play a version of Wolverine. Amazon bringing back dead relatives. A reboot of Spy Kids. And an updated Craven the Hunter. I don't know what this world is coming to, but it is Friday night in Phoenix. You're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. And let's get going. You're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast, the podcast that talks about everything pop culture when it comes to comics, movies, TV, Video games, music, anything and everything that considered pop culture, you can find it right here on the Absolute Geek Podcast. I am Matt. I am Lance. And what's going on, Lance? Good to have you and Max back again. Good to be live again. Good, Good to be to have, Friday. Good to have Max back. Yeah, Max. <laughs> well, you know, unfortunate things happen when you take a massive load to the face from know, someone's right? love sausage like Max did, so... What are you going to do? <laughs> Those podcast yeah. orgies that you guys go to, they can get kind of wild. I'm, I'm not as Dude. freaky deaky as you guys are, but. Everybody was like, oh, man, the boys, that episode was like crazy. I was like, Dude, that's my Friday night. <laughs> right here <laughs> well, on live was, on YouTube. No, that was your Thursday night. <laughs> and now your Friday night. Oh, that's, man. That's your every time you and Max get together for a barbecue. Right. I mean, just your Friday night. We barbecue our dicks yeah. on each other's asses. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm not as good at that shit. Like Max is like, oh yeah. And I'm and my every time I say something like that, it sounds really dumb. You partake in each other's proverbial love sausages. <laughs> we're we're roasting sausage. Uh no, dude, yeah. things are good. I mean, everybody's broke, it seems like. <laughs> welcome this fucking shit costs way too much and then the whole freaking country exploded today it seems like yeah so last uh, or uh max did lose the merkin man it is a lost cause it just it blew away like dust in the wind all we are is dust in that's what i heard i heard he just took such a massive load that he just couldn't he couldn't handle it anymore the hero gathering will do that to you, though. Yeah, yeah. He was been, getting uh, a blumpkin. Oof, that's rough. <laughs> I don't know who I feel more sorry for: him getting the blumpkin or the person giving the blumpkin. Because, <laughs> oh man, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, I don't remember what I was gonna say. No shit, dude. I just need more money, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's about the sentiment of like 95 percent of the world we need more money it's crazy and i make good money but good money yeah i paid a couple years ago was great money now it's paycheck to paycheck money shit just costs yeah. too much i just went to the to walmart my kids wanted chicken tenders and i don't want to go to like a fast food restaurant so i just went to walmart and bought it from the deli and i bought like 16 pieces or something like that and you know so a couple other things all i bought was chicken deodorant and like a couple other things i walked out spending 100 bucks 
with like three bags of things. Jesus. Yeah. Bro. Listen, on chicken. People, people come here on Friday nights to have a good time and escape their problems. We don't need to hear your first world problems. We want to hear your your real life problems. We all got problems. Yeah, sticks. Right. If you're interested in a job, man, Max's jaw is getting pretty tired, so we need somebody to pick Jesus up. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and he says, "Oh, I don't know about. I'm not going to make those dick jokes." <laughs> uh, I'm not going to make those dick jokes. And he fires sometimes, off that beauty. Sometimes, dude. <laughs> sometimes, like I'm allowed one. I'm allowed one good one. About 50 of them will be bad, and then one good one will sneak through. And then another 50 of them will be bad. What's so, what's up, Quantum? I I have a hell of, I've had a hell of a two weeks, but I'm not going to bore people with my fucking problems. So, <laughs> when we get into having a little bit of fun tonight. This was just a public plea to give me money. That's all I was doing. Okay. Absolute geek listeners, send me money. Well, I mean... Let's get to a thousand subs and then I like money, you know. <laughs> yeah, if you sure. just spend send Lance 50 cents a day, you can adopt one of his children. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like it's like when you send out one of those invites to the or you adopt one of those children from like a third world country, you don't actually get the child, they'll just send you a picture of drawings, it. yeah, little <laughs> crayon drawings and and all that for your <laughs> monthly donation. What's that? How's that Sarah McLaughlin song go? I will remember you. What is it? No, uh, it's a uh, sad music playing in the background. Yeah, with like a dog with like a fly yeah, that's climbing over his eyeball. The fucking dogs, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, also, man. I shut my camera up to grab some. We got a couple giveaways getting ready to go. Um, live uh, giveaways. I want yeah. free shit. I know, right? You want money, you want free shit. Uh, Stumbling Jedi, who is a, a good friend of the show, has been gracious enough to offer up a giveaway. I'm letting him choose how we give it away. But once we hit 500 subs, a Something's Killing the Children, number one, I think it's the comic book retailer day variant, 9.8 CGC is on the line to be given away once we hit 500 subs. So. So share the podcast. Yeah, so like, friends. subscribe, share if you haven't already done that. Um, push it out there and get yourself a chance to win a 9.8 Something is Killing the Children, um, number one. Do we want to put the caveat that you have to live in the United States? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Max, dude. I felt so bad. For, the minute I saw that, I was like, oh, dude. Because <laughs> I was the one talk. So um, we had a winner. On the uh, the giveaway, if you guys are watching the quickies. quickies, by the way, shout out, check out the quickies, man. They're like ten to twenty minute short episodes. Max and Tyler, welcome Tyler to the Absolute Geek family. Talk about video games and stuff, and it's it's a cool, quick show. They talked about a little bit about I think it's spoiler free of Obi Wan this week. They talked about Final Fantasy VII. They did some good stuff. Their first two episodes of Quickies, killing it. So check those out. Also, if we hit um, five hundred subs. Uh, well, what actually, else? I'm going to do, if we hit 400 subs, we're close to 400 subs. 400 subs, you get a chance to get a Such an awesome t-shirt. funny mask t-shirt from Aftershock Comics. Shout out to Aftershock Comics for that. 
um you can't you can only get this you know read them in stores oh that's awesome yeah buy them in stores so if your comic shop is lucky enough to get a couple uh they're going to be giving them out or selling them but you can win one right here 400 subs all you got to do is once we have 400 subs just make sure you're liking commenting just being part of the chat the best chat on youtube man is right here every friday night the best i'll fight anybody who well i won't fight anybody but i'll fight anybody put them in the fisticuffs <laughs> let's go that disagrees now the guys over at renovision have a good have a good chat and i enjoy being on their show set on wednesdays but otherwise oh, so between we're, those we're two to be shows between those two shows best chats around well we share <laughs> a lot of the same audience like i see yeah. patrick every over there i've seen stick boys over there i've seen he's not in here but i'm sure he will be any minute now zaggy um so good stuff on ben's um also got I'm working on putting together a movie review show if I can ever get to the movies. I thought about reviewing Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Yeah, um, I need to watch that. I want to try to do a playthrough with you and Max of uh Shredder's Shredder. Revenge, even though uh, I've already yeah. beaten the game. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> got Casey Jones. How's April O'Neil is the best character in that game? She's yeah. the, I just like I was like using splinter for most of it and then leonardo and some of the turtles and then i was like got casey jones and i was using him I was like casey jones is badass and my buddy bass shout out to my buddy bass he's like yo check out april o'neill dude april o'neill shreds at this game <laughs> and sure enough she she absolutely does my favorite's St- donnie man i love playing donatello with the both stick voices watching umbrella academy three now yes i am six episodes into umbrella academy season three so far i've loved it a lot really enjoying it man shout out to to netflix dude like yo i was not excited at all for this season of stranger things up until like that final trailer the first six episodes of stranger things banging banging i can't wait for the final two episodes even though they're they're like two hours each feature length but like banging uh umbrella academy i i was like i was kind of looking at that like lock and key like i'm not really interested anymore lock and key has completely lost me completely it's lost ending me. after next season yeah i know and i Done can't get so. back into it but dude umbrella academy season three the way it starts off phew, i was sold and i've just been like watching it like crazy i'm only two episodes in and so far it's fucking awesome like the transition of uh Vanya to Victor felt real natural. I was worried they were just kind of shooting. Well, let's not that spoil in. it for people who haven't watched it yet. Well, but... you you know. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. You know that it's coming. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think it was spoiling it, but everybody knew that was coming. But like this week, like I had trouble deciding because like Wednesday came around and I was like, oh shit, the new episode of Obi's out. Oh shit, the new episode of Miss Marvel's out. And I'm like, oh shit. Beavis and Butthead do the universe is out. And then the boys released early. And I'm like, what am I gonna fit all this in? Like, I just watched the new episode of Miss Marvel this afternoon. Um, on my lunch break in between doctor's appointments for the kid and and just dealing with putting a cat to sleep and, and all that. It's just a crazy yeah, week, but tough. I jammed it all in there. Like like Lance on Max's ass, I jammed it all in there. Yeah, it's not that hard anymore. 
Jesus. <laughs> oh man. It's like a slip and slide now. Um, shout out real quick to the Everything Bagel podcast who hit us up and wants to do a little collab. We appreciate you for checking us out. Um, we you will get a response soon. It's been a crazy week. There's there's a difference. It's the Everything Bagel Crew podcast. Yeah, sorry, Everything Bagel Crew podcast. I made that mistake. I said I I picked the Everything Bagel Crew, and I bet you said the same thing I did. There's like five hundred fucking Everything Bagel podcasts on here. <laughs> No, I said I thought these were all girls. Oh. <laughs> and it was yeah. two dudes. Shout out to you guys. I did check out your podcast. Um we'll we'll be in touch soon with our answer about collabing. So we love collaborating. Stop I want to do more collaborating, collaborating with listen. with more people, man. Like Ice is back with a brand new edition. Yeah. But <laughs> that's uh yeah. Shout out to the chat, all of you beautiful, beautiful bastards that have made your way in here already, like Patrick, Stick Boy, my name is Kyle, or sorry, well, my name is Kyle. It's Who's Quantum. really isn't even Kyle. I know who it is. <laughs> I, I was just thinking, man, you're you're using the term beautiful a bit liberally there. <laughs> oh, beautiful bastards, Good. man. Because I don't know if you've seen Sticks lately. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sticks is a beautiful man, right? Just like I'm sure Patrick is a beautiful man. Do you know what Patrick looks like? I have no clue what Patrick looks like. <laughs> it's one of our oldest listeners. But hey, man, listen. <laughs> Patrick, send us a send us a dick pic. Let's do it. <clears throat> I mean, if you've gotten, you're gonna get to meet some of our listeners in November if you're coming to the little soiree. Soiree you got invited to. What do I get invited to? What the hell are you talking about? What's happening in November? Tucson. No. Someone's getting married. Oh, your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am invited to that. I have the thing on the fridge. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was so, a podcast thing. <laughs> no. So you will uh uploading now. Thanks, Patrick. Meet a couple of beautiful bastards in person. So we're gonna create a uh a calendar for 2023 that's absolute geek dick pick listeners. No, listeners no, of- <laughs> nobody wants dick pics. There's, I do not want so any. So make dick sure picks. you make sure you get some good lighting. Yeah. You know, pick a theme like in in a meadow, or or fire hose. You know, pick. If a good you theme. want to send dick pics, you can solicit those to Lance Pepperoni at gmail dot com. <laughs> that, oh. That's where those go. All right, <laughs> that's where those go. Or you can send them over to um, <laughs> Modern Comic Mayhem on Instagram. Just message them there. That's where they want those. Yeah, they have been dying to get those dick pics yeah that's yeah. that's where you want those dick pics to go kyle will appreciate those appreciate those one so, dick pic for kyle you got a friend for life that's right <laughs> dude he's so funny man he's in uh indiana right now and visiting family and he's sending me pictures he's like dude it's so green here it's crazy it's like light till 10 o'clock at night and i was like i miss it so much <laughs> i miss it so much some guy with that email is about to get winged. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, uh, I like your guys' new uh, quickie show. I feel less guilty about fapping when I watch. Nice. 
I'm glad that it, it suits your FAP schedule and <laughs> you just get in there and get business done and dip. Appreciate that. Oh, so yeah, funny. man. Like, dude, I was so like, I was telling Max, I was like, Tyler, I've never, like, I've ever heard Tyler say more than two words <laughs> yep. when he was on Couch Crunchers. And now him and Max are killing it on the quickie, man. Like, yeah. Really killing it. So just goes to show you if Tyler's talking about something he likes, he's a wealth of knowledge. Hey man, yeah, I I don't think you're kidding at all, Patrick. It's all right. Listen, it's all right, dude. Everybody's got their thing. Yeah, for sure. Everybody, everybody likes a good fat. Listen, Matt, you know, I'm gonna Matt likes I'm the gonna, fat, uh, that's, fat. That's for you, Patrick. The crowd is cheering for you, Patrick. <laughs> Matt likes to fat to uh, bags of flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, I like the tingle you get when when you you're fapping with the the Cheetos dust in your hands. Yeah. It's just it's a little burn, you know, not too bad. Or if you if you uh what was it? You put uh what's that numbing lotion? Bengay. Yeah, Bengay. Icy hot? Not icy hot, that shit hurts. <laughs> you do not want that on your region. <laughs> Stick says that those 30 second spots are too long for Patrick to fat. He even has time to smoke after. Oh man, I love our, I love our, our friends, our listeners. Yeah, because that's what you are here, man. You're not listeners. You're not subscribers. You're, you're friends. You make you're friends the absolute geek here. army. That's right. I call you all friends. All right, we've, uh, I think hit our quote. Fuck, I just got this new mic stand and bounced it everywhere. Um, <laughs> I think we've hit our quota of dick jokes, fapping jokes, uh, bitching about our everyday lives. Uh, I think I think we've got all those bases covered. So why don't we get into a little geek news? Geek news. <laughs> Patrick's geek news. LOL sticks. It's like you're in the room with me. Fuck yeah. Excellent. Oh, what do we got? What what's going on? What's it good in the world of geek news this week? Well, the first one we my, got my blood pumping. So this this article, the only reason I put this on here is it made me laugh a little bit because the headline was Stephen Amell is returning to the Arrowverse, right? But then you read the article and it says a comic book. So it's not Stephen Amell. It's a picture that looks a lot like Stephen Amell. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's a character. It's He's a character not involved of Stephen in Amell. any way. It's just somebody that looks like the character Oliver Queen from the show Arrow. But uh, yeah, supposedly this comic book is supposed to set up the next season season of Flash, which is season, uh, huh? season, seizure. Uh, the season of Flash, which is... Uh, supposed to be from what we've heard to be the last of it apparently which we've been clamoring for that for a couple of years though apparently it's not gonna be its last what yeah even though they're shortening it yeah apparently they're going to they're in talks of of keeping it going it's all gonna be i guess when this finally decided once this whole warner brothers discovery merger is finally finished and we'll find out the true fate of the flash you know and i thought we were gonna get rid of some of these fucking you know sugar you know bubblegum pop cw shows man like i'm sick and tired of them well they're all in on the discovery is all in on the the dc properties man so we'll see what they do with them you have like these awesome dude so uh Superman and Lois, um, my wife and I are all caught up. The season finale is next week. And 
that show's amazing. Doom Patrol's good. Titans is good. Peacemaker has been awesome. And then you got Flash that just seems like watered down. Well, it's you're comparing apples to oranges here, dude. Because like, yeah, Superman and Lois is good, but in Star Girl, like Patrick just said, Star Girl's good too. Star Girl's good. But you can't compare the CW shows like the Flash to Peacemaker, Doom Patrol. Oh, I anything know. on HBO Max. Like that's like comparing apples and oranges, honestly. Um, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like you could take those ideas that they have on HBO Max, that grittiness, and put that on the CW, just not with the the super adult themes, right? The stuff that's not okay for television. The Flash um, just seems watered down, and I don't know, man. Yeah, I agree with Patrick. Patrick says I love the Flash, same as Arrow, uh, and Flash's case season one through four solid. I'll do on Hill after that. Yep. Flash has become so bad it's laughable. <clears throat> I stopped laughing. I stopped. I stopped laughing. I stopped watching all those CW shows after the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. And I stopped watching well before that. I watched that crossover, but I didn't watch probably two seasons before that. You know, and I love the Flash, but just the way they did Godspeed, their their trope of killing all their villains, just how convoluted and ridiculous it got like when you find when you're getting iris west in a mirror dimension i'm just like all right dude i'm out later and that's where i I bailed i haven't watched it since uh i don't watch superman and lois because i don't really care for superman um dude it's so such i don't a waste good my show. time i've heard it. it's good i watched the first episode i watched the, the the pilot but i'm just not a superman fan so i just like to me Superman ranks right up there with like the Hulk and stuff. They're just so overpowered and you know ridiculous. And you know, it's funny. Like, you know, there's a, there's a kind of funny thing going around about how I'm saying everything is my favorite or whatever, but something can be said for my wife that does not like comic book properties whatsoever. And she loves that show. There's something well, to be said about that. Yeah. Aaron, I mean, Aaron's the same way. She doesn't read comics, but she likes going to the Marvel movies and she'll watch whatever superhero show I'm watching, but she just doesn't. She's not into it. No. But that's a bad sign if I'm already yawning. Shit. Well, I mean, Stephen Amell, you're all your all that is is to catch headlines. Stephen Amell's yep. coming back to the comics. No, nah, no, we're just doing a, a character caricature of him in yep. our book. So whatever. All right, what's what's uh, next? Mantis. <laughs> so you, everything should be. Patrick says everything should be a peacemaker spinoff. Problem solved. I Absolutely. agree. So you kind of read up on the celestial Madonna thing, but apparently Mantis's role is going to be expanded in the new Thor movie that comes out in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, two weeks. weeks. And uh, she's going to become the Celestial Madonna, which is what you were saying was like the perfect form. It's like the perfect human. And yeah. I mean, it fits because she has run-ins with Kang the Conqueror. And we know in Kang's other form of Ramatut. And we know Kang the Conqueror is coming to, uh, well, he's already here. He was in, in Loki. And now we're going to see more of him in Ant-Man and the Wasp. I really think that, I know Kevin Feige came out. I think we were going to talk about it later, but I'm not sure. And said that we're going to know the next big event 
by the end of the summer. And I think Kang Kang is going to be that next big event. Yeah, I think so. So I, I am, I'm hoping though that Dr. Doom is going to be part of that. Was it, see, I was thinking about that today. Was it you who was telling me that you think the guy who plays Gus Frame would be the best Dr. Doom? I think we were talking about that. I think once you watch the I didn't final, say he would be the of, best, but like or he would be I, a I good Doctor Doom. Yeah, I think he would be a good choice. I don't think it, I was talking about him as Doctor Doom. I think no, I, I think, think you were because you Professor were, X. You no, you called me about um, the final episode of the season, or well, the mid season of Better Call Saul, and you were like, he'd be a great Doom. And yeah, maybe, maybe I did. I don't know. I say a lot of things. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> your favorite but yeah it would make sense um for the, kind of the role they're pursuing um i'm hearing great things about thor love and thunder um so i'm, I'm super excited to, to watch i'm actually like with my schedule it's hard to find a babysitter so we're going at like five o'clock in the afternoon on thursday to go see it so yeah we're going 11 o'clock that friday to go see it 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Oh boy. Yeah. Patrick says, gotta be Secret Wars. Bring back the Russo brothers. They already introduced in, in, incursions. I feel it's inevitable. Maybe, but um, he says, I, I'm sure Secret, Secret Wars, Wars. Perfect timing to bring in Doom, X Men, FF, anyone else. So apparently, Doom's already, I, w- I don't want to say confirmed, but. There is a Doom Easter egg in uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. They yep. have, um, they have, conf- you know, the director, I think it was, or the writer or something like that, confirmed that that Easter egg exists and they did it on purpose. So I have a feeling Doom is coming. Um, and I, Doom is probably going to be in the Fantastic Four movie. So who knows? I would assume but, so, especially because isn't Kang a descendant of Reed Richards? He's like, I believe he's like his father. That whole thing is so convoluted. But yeah, it's like. Yeah, but they're related in some way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure it's going to happen. It has to happen. You can't have a Fantastic Four movie without Doctor Doom. He has to be the first first villain, I would think. Patrick says, yeah, I saw that today. Reed uses Doom's teleport tech. There you go. Yep. Nate Richards. Yep. Daniel Richards. All right. So next we've got Ezra Miller. More Ezra Miller. Apparently he's propositioning children to drink his blood. Uh, he's he's housing a mother and her three children. The, the I guess the ex-husband, the kid's father is trying to get them out of there, but exposing them to drugs. And apparently there's a picture of uh, some assault rifles like laying on a big bed of stuffed animals or something like that one of these kids but dude this guy's just got to go <laughs> and it's i mean finally the word it's coming out that warner brothers is going to move on from him after the flash of how the success of the movie but dude yeah child engagement child grooming mocking the you know the government basically or the the cops saying you're never gonna find me i'm in a different space and time like he actually thinks he's the flash then deleting his social media yeah the dude's a fucking cancer man he really is and it's a shame too because he's very charismatic and he probably could have had a massive career 
but I don't know if it's the fame. I don't know if it's drugs. I don't know if it's, it's got to be drugs, illness. Dude. Um, you know, it's just what are you gonna do, man? But I love the sweet mullet and the the eye yeah. black, or eye white you've got in this photo. Yeah, I thought that uh, that you would enjoy this picture. That is a sweet, sweet, sweet redneck waterfall. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's that's the kind of fucking redneck waterfall a, a hockey player would be proud of. It looks like it's like permed in the top, and it just he's he's literally all party. It reminds me a lot of like this picture in general reminds me a lot of like Jim Morrison. Yes, it does. Yeah. So, but useless piece of shit. I think that's the only way to describe Ezra Miller. But Morrison never quite had that sweet of a mullet. No, his was just long hair, but yeah. yeah. All right, next. I'll let you talk about this one because this, this Amazon is has revealed an experimental Alexa feature that allows AI assistant to mimic the voice of users' dead relatives. So they had this like Apple type event Amazon did and they have the the guy up on stage and he's talking about new features coming to the Alexa and how AI is exploding and an AI is even bigger, you know, bigger than ever as a part of our lives and yada yada yada. So they want to they're developing this tech for the Alexa that will talk to you in the voice of a dead relative. And apparently from my understanding from it is it it lists you play it or you download into it a, a short clip and then it tunes itself to match the to perfectly match the pitch and all that on that voice. So, it, it, and and in the little doc in the little demonstration, he plays a video of this little kid saying, "Alexa, I want Grandma to finish reading me The Wizard of Oz," and it starts reading The Wizard of Oz in his grandma's voice. It's fucked up. Enraging schizophrenics everywhere. <laughs> well, my Alexa went off right now, but yeah, like, could you imagine if you're just like a paranoid schizophrenic and you hear somebody's voice that's supposed to be have been dead for like ten years? Well, it, well yeah, but I mean, if you're a paranoid schizophrenic, what are you doing with an Alexa? Period. <laughs> but I can see, I can see the benefits of this, dude, because like. My biggest fear is like the day my dad dies. Yeah. And it would be like, I've always said, I want to do it. I want to sit and have a sit down conversation, record a sit down podcast with my dad and just talk to him. So it's something I have forever. And it would be cool. Like I could see the benefits of that. Like people are struggling, struggling with loss or death or just to be able to like hear hear that person's voice one more time, hear them read something one more time. Like in the case, like, like Aaron, her be able to just like have Taylor read to her one more time or, you know, anything like that. I I can see the good in that, but then it's also a little creepy because where do you, you know, there's a, there's a process that happens with, with death. You grieve and you kind of slowly, you don't ever heal, but you slowly learn to just deal with it, live with the pain. And just I, I kind of feel like that would just constantly keep you in that state of like of depression, pain, depression, sadness, not fully being able to 
to transition to learning how to live your life while carrying that pain. So I thought I had the good and the bad with it, but yeah, like it would be nice for like low, like if someone like my grandpa Logan, who's never, you know, like not my grandpa Logan, but Logan has never heard my grandfather's voice. So to be like this, you know, this is what my grandfather sounded like. Cause they say when, when somebody dies and you start thinking like the sound of their voice is the first thing to go. Yeah. So I can kind of see the good and it's a lot of weird too, but I just, I don't know who would really be like, well, I was, I started thinking like, think if you have like dementia or Alzheimer's, right? Like, um, like say you're Alzheimer's, whatever. I wish I had Alzheimer's (laughs) all time. Great. But say, say like you lose your spouse and like every morning you wake up thinking that they're like still alive or something. Yeah. You know, and then you could play this and I think it would comfort them. Don't you? Well, yeah, but I don't think it's also, I don't think it's going to be a feature that Alexa is going to do all the time. I'm sure you're going to have to give her a prompt like you do with everything else. Yeah. When it comes to Alexa. So, yeah, but it's just crazy. It's crazy where technology is taking us. Right. It's not, I mean, it's not long before we have robotic holograms of people or like we do. Well, we have holograms, but I'm talking like robots where you can like down someone, load someone's image into it and they take over that image. Yeah. Like you could just like have fucking, I don't know, insert hot porn star slash extra actress slash whatever you want here. But imagine if you could like download like some famous like singer or something like that into this. An AI could like take that voice and like because AI there's like predictive texting or uh text and stuff, right? That AI does. Yeah. I mean they've written movie movie scripts out of it. So you download the entire catalog of the doors. We were talking about Jim Morrison just a little bit ago or or Elvis or something, and you can get like a brand new song that would be like their previous songs in their voice. Yeah. Be insane. Be Be insane. Well, I mean, I don't know if you saw the story like last week. There was that the Google's got that AI, and there's a a Google engineer going around saying that the AI was sentient because he had a huge conversation with it, and like the robot is answering his questions and speaking in more sophisticated languages than he said they were programmed to, and all this crazy stuff. And he came up with a big whole long article that they, was sentient and he took it to their bosses and I think Google ended up firing him and he had to go like for leaking it all. And like, now they're all debunking him and it's all this crazy stuff. So I think we're a little bit closer to Skynet and the Terminator stuff than uh, we all realize. but. Yep. yep. The, there's a glitch in the simulation that we live in and AI is, is getting crazy. It's nuts, man. <laughs> It sticks as if AI gets to where it can sing a song, I'm out. I'm telling you, dude. They write that like it's already there. Write... You can ask Alexa to sing you happy birthday. I was so. waiting for your Alexa to start singing happy birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just nuts, dude. It's crazy where tech is going. All right, what's what's next here? This one, I don't even know why this was a f- who asked them this question. Ooh. no i yeah i don't know like 
I think it stems from the whole like conversation that Chris Evans had in an interview for his his movie that he's got coming out where they would ask him what it would take for him to come man. back to Captain America and come back as Captain America. And he said you got a better chance of him coming back as a version of Johnny Storm, the human torch, than you do Captain America. And then it would have it would have to be just like basically paraphrasing an absolute banger of a script for him to do it. Um I don't know why they would he would say Chris Evans should play Wolverine, but I I don't need to see Chris Evans as another character in the MCU. I'm I think I'm no. good. You want to make him do like a quick cameo if they do some multiverse thing or something like that, that's fine. But no. Well, I don't even think he needs to do it in the cam in the multiverse thing. Like there's just get fresh, man. Don't don't bring Chris. I, I just I don't think it'll hit is good. Like Wolverine's kind of like that fan favorite X-Men. He's a lot of people's favorite X-Men. Like when you go to X-Men, it's usually him, Gambit, or Rogue. Um, unless you're a weirdo like me and you like Nightcrawler or whatever. But he's he needs to be an actor that isn't anybody else in the MCU. Don't rehash Chris Evans. Don't no, just let it let it go and get Taron Edgerton or get uh Eastwood's boy or whoever you're gonna get to play him. It's gonna be Taron Edgerton. Daniel Radcliffe, whatever no name actor, whatever, but it's not Chris Evans and No. Plus I don't even see it. I don't understand why they think that he's a good pick for that. I mean, I could see it. If you did the hair up and give him more like the Hugh Jackman in um like Logan or the or the Wolverine, like I can see it, but I don't I still don't think I think there's better options out yeah. there than Yeah. Going with Chris Evans. All right, what's next? <laughs> it's better Bye, than good Nightcrawler, Matt. Hey guys, I found the one fan of Nightcrawler. I do love Nightcrawler, dude. I like Nightcrawler. I love Nightcrawler too. Nightcrawler is like hands down my favorite X-Men. Oh, he's not my favorite, but I like him. Stick Boy says Chris Evans is a scroll. I would be down for that. Spy yeah. Kids. Yes. Netflix Spy Kids reboot cast Zachary Levi and Gina Rodriguez as the kids' parents. And the premise has to do with digital takeover. Like but every other. Chuck? I like how Fat Lance is sitting there, but where's the Chuck movie? <laughs> It took me a minute. I was like, oh, I like how he got the stock footage of this weird dude. And I was like, oh, wait, no, that's that's Lance. <laughs> With hair. I had With hair, hair in that yeah. picture. Well, kind of. No. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> They've been... Zachary Levi says a script's been made for Chuck and nobody will pick it up. And yet I see news about fucking Spy Kids reboots. Well, Who the hell cares? Netflix can print money, man. Like they make it, they make stupid movies all the time. So, well, all I gotta say is Gina Rodriguez is one fine lady. She is very, very fine. But <laughs> you know, again, Spy Kids is a movie franchise that was huge in the '90s, early 2000s, and they're gonna try and rehash it, it again. And I just, it might be past my time. Spy Kids, I just is. don't get it. You know what I mean? Spy Kids to me seemed like a cheap rip rip off of a three ninjas like the same kind of premise it was kind of like that generation's three ninjas yeah yeah because like you had spy kids and then you had shark boy and lava girl and then you had like the agent cody banks stuff it's well all... that one i remember with with uh 
Frankie Muniz. Isn't that who it is? She's so fine. She blows our mind. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Gina Rodriguez is. Hey, Gina. Mighty fine. She's the only reason I watched Jane's Jane the Virgin. But. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, Keep holding your breath, Chuck fans. It'll happen. Probably they'll run out of stuff to remake eventually, and they'll be like, "We haven't done Chuck yet," and then someone will pick it up. But he's getting old. He's not. He's not going to be like like now. He's like pretty. He's a pretty big dude, and I yeah. don't know if Chuck works with mega ripped Zachary Levi. Eh. You gotta watch just, that show. Man. Just can't and get John Krasinski to to play. <laughs> John Krasinski's ripped now. Eh. Big dude. That, that's like. To me, in my mind, those are two actors. I love them both in their bodies of work separately, but I, I feel like they're interchangeable. Like you could interchange Zachary Levi and anything John Krasinski's done, or vice versa. Like I, I feel like they're very interchangeable people. Yeah, actually, now that I'm seeing it, he's got that little salt and pepper look in him. He'd mm-hmm. probably make a pretty good Reed Richards. <laughs> Dude, like if they would have done that episode of The Office where, um, they he the, the I can't think of the dude's name that's in Young Rock and. He's in uh, oh, Division. Uh, um, uh, I don't remember. I, I can't think of the actor's name. But the episode of The Office where he pretends to be... Peck or something? Uh, the Well, the episode of The Office where he pretends to be Jim to freak yeah. out Dwight. Like I feel like they're very like, Randall interchangeable. Park. Yes, there it is. Randall Park. They're very interchangeable. Like that would have been a good episode if you could have got Zachary Levi to play Jim there instead of him. But dude, you know what? I just got pissed off all over again because I looked up WandaVision to see what that actor's name was, Randall Park. And it has Evan Peters here, and right under it says Ralph Boner. <laughs> he was Ralph Boner for like 20 seconds in that show, but that's and his never name. Paid off. Yeah. Whatever. Still not gotten paid. I I thought for sure that there would have been some payoff for that in WandaVision, but nope. Yep. Well, All right. Boner. Deadpool 3 news. Apparently, it's going to have a fish out of water plot. So yeah. I, I was confused by this. They hired the people that did uh, writers from Bob's Burgers, right? Mm-hmm. Two women. But now the original writers for one and two are coming back. So are they taking their script and like redoing it or uh I don't know what they're doing. Cause I, I think I think that it Deadpool 2, while it was funny, wasn't that great. I think we can all agree to that. Right? Yeah, Matt? it's not it wasn't as good as as the first one, no. Even though there's some stuff that's pretty awesome in that, but the writing just wasn't that great. No, because I, I actually was... kind of think the storyline with cable trying to kill the kid and that whole thing was very like a very down point of the movie like i liked his interactions with everyone else and the the like joke x-force that he puts together but it's not um it's not no deadpool one's awesome but yeah i don't know i i i was kind of hoping for a fresh perspective on the character but we'll see We'll see how it goes. But essentially, it's going to be the premise of the story, fish out of water plot. What they were talking about is him just kind of being dropped in the middle of MCU. And that's going to be like the main story is now he's in the MCU. Seems like what the movie's going to be. Yeah. And kind of 
they said that there's going to a lot of there nothing is off limits so they've got a lot of material to work with as far as like making jokes jokes about events in the mcu things that have happened in the mcu and i think that that's the way they should go with it like yeah you, you have the vulture moved into the the morbius universe we'll just call it that for now until they venom shows up in it or whatever we'll call it the morbius universe so you have the vulture show up in morbius universe and he's just there unexplained why not have deadpool do the same thing he just shows up yep how funny would hilarious. it be if like the x-men or even the avengers or something are out on a mission and deadpool just shows up he just <laughs> rolls up on a vespa or something you know like in a chimichanga it, truck yeah it'd be like <laughs> yeah he pulled like like the shawarma scene at the end of uh avengers but instead like deadpool rolls up and like he's going through these different parts of the movies kind of like he did in the end of two where he goes back in time and kills himself and x-men for green lantern (laughs) well that will x-men origins wolverine shoot himself in the head oh Um, yeah 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 yeah. it'd be cool if like he shows up to the end of something and in a chimichanga truck or or something and it just like he's trying to figure out how he got here and they need to do they need to do the same thing that they did with jake gyllenhaal when he was in the second spider-man how they were showing these old scenes from the other marvel movies and jake gyllenhaal was just like kind of always in the back do that like show the shawarma scene and he's like sitting at another booth yeah you know like he's recounting his his like life to somebody (laughs) he should be recounting his life to fred savage even though that guy's like canceled now but yeah recounting his life to fred savage be like oh yeah and then there was these crazy aliens and i was just sitting there mind my own business eating shawarma and this whole group of superheroes walked in you know put them put them like you know sitting on a park bench watching the whole battle of at no way home happen with the three spider-man and all that stuff you know just play all these different scenes and he's just kind of somewhere in the background yeah that'd be that'd be cool but i think that's i think that's the best way to handle the deadpool thing is just drop him in the middle of some event and let him go to town what is what is america so sticks was asking a question is america chavez a magical being mutant or alien to me it seems like she's a mutant no no she's not a mutant she's just an intergalactic she's an interdimensional being and she's the only one of her kind so that's kind of the way they explain it in the the mcu anyway she's trying to think is not a mutant she's not a She's is any an intergalactic being or is anybody that we've had in the Marvel universe, like just born with powers except I mean, Thor. I mean, all mutants are born with powers. No, but no, nobody like is America Chavez. The first one that we've had in the MCU that just has powers. Like nothing happened to her. Nothing Doctor Strange had to study become to become the sorcerer. Hulk had the radiation. Iron Man made a suit. Captain America had this the the procedure. Thor, of course, but he's a god. Bucky had procedure. We haven't had America Chavez is the first character in the MCU that just has powers. Uh yeah. Well, at least as far as we know, like we don't really know. There's not really much known about her. I mean, I know she's looking for her mother's for like stick said and from a different time or dimension, but that doesn't, 
I mean, that doesn't really mean that she's, she might be the only person. Cause she says every, every universe she goes to, there isn't another one of her. So she's the only one of yeah, her kind. She doesn't dream. So that's, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like she could be like, if they wanted to, that she could be the first mutant if they wanted to make that part of her story. I mean, everybody else is like an alien or something like that. There's nobody that just has powers to have powers. That's yeah. a human being. I don't know. I just came to that realization. She's the first one. Wanda was well, Wanda, it's it's alluded to in WandaVision that she had powers previously, and the Tesseract just kind of expanded those, right? Or was it the Tesseract or it was the Mind Stone? Say that again. Scarlet Witch, she gets her power like in WandaVision, it's alluded that she had powers before she came in contact with the, yeah, with the just, stone. They just opened her powers, yeah. Was that the Mind Stone? I believe so, yes. It wasn't the Tesseract. It was the one in the staff, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's the Mind Stone. But nobody else just has powers to have powers. Ant-Man yeah. has a special suit. Yeah, I can't think of anyone. I don't know. All right, what's next? Well, I'm reading this thing. It says Chavez possesses superhuman strength and durability, and the power of flight. Chavez also has the power to kick open star-shaped holes in reality, allowing her and her teammates to travel through the multiverse to other realities. She can move at superhuman speed, and since she's able to catch up and nearly exceed the speed of light and observed by the spectrum in her light form, Chavez has developed the ability to make an enemy burst into tiny star fragments with a punch. In a moment of extreme distress, she has been shown to project a large star that releases a powerful energy blast capable of injuring the likes of Captain Marvel. So it they don't really give her a uh, official title as far as like mutant. what she is. Yeah, it just says she's a here. Her place of origin is she's a human. And she's a place of origin is a utopian parallel. Yeah. The um, only thing, the only thing, the only thing that could, that could make her not a mutant is if she doesn't have the X gene, right? Like the, all right. mutants have the X gene. Right. So, I mean, I, I don't see a Listen, sticks. This is an alternate dimension, bro. We don't know how that works. Maybe. Yeah, dude. Know, Maybe like the the male seahorse who births the babies. Maybe two women there can have a baby, or maybe or they adopted her. Maybe, or maybe they, they adopted. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's it's the twenty first century, bro. Or maybe they went to the hero gasm and she just got implanted in there. Who knows? Yeah, maybe she was experimenting Sticks in college. The work and have his powers taken away by Odin. I would say he was given his powers and not born with them. Well. <sighs> Yeah, because he was given his powers through Molnir. Because he who is worthy as and can lift his hammer will have the powers of Thor. So, yeah. So the hammer gives him his powers, not Odin. Odin can take the hammer away, right? But they're not. But it's not something that was. I think I think you're missing missing my point, Sticks. What I'm what I'm saying is it's not something that came from him internally. America Chavez is that first hero that gets her powers internally 
Well, we don't know about America enough about America Chavez yet to really know how she. But it kind of seems that way when it has that memory thing. Like she didn't have power. She gets stung by a bee, freaks out, and then she blasts a hole. Like it seemed like that was the first time she realized she had powers is kind of what that memory thing yeah. shows, you know? So one could be led to believe that, that nothing really, unless the bee sting was like Spider-Man and gave her powers, you know? But um, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. But Except for Jurassic Park, two females can't birth a baby. Let's agree that there's too much we don't know yet. Exactly. No, I was just trying to. I was just trying to come up with an interesting point. Good job, sticks. Uh, let's see. Okay, so I should stop. Um, this episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast was is brought to you by Peta. <laughs> no uh, animals no, were no, harmed in the creation of this yeah. podcast. <laughs> So apparently, according to Aaron Taylor Johnson, is the new Craven the Hunter movie. He is actually a protector of animals. Dude, it's so fucking stupid. Sony's finger is so far off the pulse. Like, here's the pulse. Their finger is like shoved up their ass. Yes. One of the best Spider-Man villains. You can make cases that he might be considered an anti-hero whatever but the one of the best spider-man villains most unique and you're gonna turn him into an a fucking you know vegetable eating hippie like it's just crazy man like this movie craven craven's whole thing is like the thrill of the hunt that's what he lives for is the next big hunt he doesn't protect animals he's not gonna sit there in, in butt fuck a giraffe or you know anything like that and and that's like not that Peter does that but that's what it makes it sound like Craven the Hunter's gonna do is he's gonna be this like fucking just animal loving hippie man like it just like kind of guy who eats kale and like I takes shots had... of wheatgrass and, and yeah. just goes to Grateful Dead concerts yeah boom rhino butt stuff dude yeah just, thanks zaggy coming in hot i haven't had a lot of faith in this since they announced him as the cast as craven uh craven loves animals yes no question he loves them for hunting exactly yeah i i can't imagine craven the hunter like part of his outfit is those animal skins right i yeah. can't imagine like craven the hunter like has like his home not being just you know, adorned with, with mantles or is that what they oh, call yeah. them? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, like that's just like trophies, trophies. Yeah. Like that is the character. They're completely, why don't you just make a movie about some dude that loves animals and kills people that, which is also just fucking stupid if he's killing people, but yet he's protecting the animals. I just don't fucking get it, dude. I don't get it. Sony just needs to, their movie studio just needs to get bought out by Apple or Amazon or whoever the hell wants to do it. So this Spider-Man property can go back to Disney and done correctly. We have not had a single proper Spider-Man uh, adaptation except for the cartoon, which even then took some of its own liberties that Dis- Disney has not been involved in in some way. They they need to realize, look, Morbius was a failure. failure. Morbius was such a failure that... They- 
it turned into a meme called Morbid Time. They brought it back to theaters thinking that because it was a meme, people would go see it. Now, nobody went to see it. It's killing on on Voodoo, though. And now, now they're trying to do it. Someone started a petition to bring it back to a third uh, the theater the third time. And in the petition, it says, we wanted to come back to the theater one more time because we were all busy the last time it came to theaters. <laughs> like, it's now a joke trying to get this movie into theaters. And I think it's it's big on Voodoo because, you know, people can watch it in their homes to see how bad it is. They don't have to go pay the inflated prices at a movie theater to see it. It's... The, they failed with Venom. They failed with Morbius. They're going to fail with Madam Web. They're going to fail with this. Like, it's just. Well, now I may go time, see Madam Web because of Sydney Sweeney. <laughs> oh, Zaggy my God. 2 million people signed it. LOL. It's yeah, just, it's, they it's just, just need to it's just a, go to wherever they came from and just die, dude. Like, Sony just needs to go away. Stick to making video games and television sets. Leave the movies to the big boys. They're stupid, though, because you literally have two Spider-Men sitting in the wings. You could do anything with. Yeah. Yeah, it might be hard to get Tobey Maguire to come back or Andrew Garfield to come back after the way they were treated the first time. But they already did. They've come back. They came back to be part of Spider-Man No Way Home. There's three of the most recognizable characters in in comic book history. Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. They have one of the three most recognizable characters in comic book history in Spider-Man, and they fuck it up repeatedly. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. You You have the most bankable property that you could ever have, and you're choosing to just bastardize it. Well, this movie was failed from the start when they cast Aaron Taylor Johnson to play Craven the Hunter, but you had Craven the Hunter standing in the rifts in the sky that shows you that he has some sort of beef with Peter Parker. Yep. And so why not go there? Why not have him hunting Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man? You don't even have to have Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man be in the movie that much. Just yep. a couple scenes. You could have him doing that. You, you know, and he'll do it. Andrew Garfield will so do it. Many different options they could do. They could fix well, they can't really fix Venom because it's it's too far gone now because they've already made two. Well, of them, it and looks like the third one, but it looks like that Venom could be fixed in the form of another iteration with yeah. the MCU yes, based on but, the end credit scene. So at least but there's I'm that. I'm just saying, like you you've got Andrew Garfield sitting there, you've got Tony McGuire sitting there. Use them to your advantage. Use them to make a proper Spider-Man universe. You want to do that? Awesome. Do it right. Do it with the, the people you got sitting there. Quit trying to turn these classic villains into anti-heroes and painting yourself in the fucking corner that when you decide, well, we're going to have this face-off that everybody's demand, everybody's asking for. Dude, I'm telling you, if you put Craven up against Spider-Man and you do a Craven's Last Hunt storyline with Andrew Garfield, that's going to sell. People are going to come see your movie. Yep. This shit? And you have the star of this movie coming out and be like, oh, he's an animal lover and something happens to the, and he's going to protect all the animals. It's horseshit. Every every Spider-Man fan, whether they're comic book readers or just know enough to be dangerous, is telling you, is already saying, that's horseshit. Uh, people are going to go see it just to see how bad it is. And it's going to get roasted online like every other you fucking know, movie, Spider-Man movie Sony's put out. 
after every one of these movies is announced, I said, I'm not going to go see it. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because Sticks. give Craven him our money. Not a zookeeper. He's a poacher. Exactly. Exactly. He needs to be the villain of the story. But every time they announce one of these movies, I say, I tell myself, I'm not going to go see it. I'm going to, they don't need my money they, every, because they get this money and they think it's a success because Venom killed it as far as box office is concerned. But they're not good movies. And yet we still go to watch them. It's absolutely stupid. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little heated over this. It just pisses me the fuck it's off. For the love of the character, man. And I love Craven and the Hunter. Like I said, Craven's Last Hunt. There's so many good Spider-Man storylines with with Craven the Hunter involved that they could do them right. And they have two other Spider-Men. We already know the universe, the Spider-Verse exists. We know that there's multiple universes. The multiverse exists. Use these characters now. Get Andrew Garfield for all you can while the, the at the height of his popularity where people want to see him be Spider-Man. They want to see him get a third shot at it. People are, are calling for him to be in the movies again. Get him while strike while the iron's hot. And yeah, Andrew Garfield was is awesome. I mean, I, I would totally be down for another Spider-Man movie. Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 3. Hell yeah. Craven Let's do it. Pet detective. Yeah. I don't it, know, like, man. I just it's let's go to the next slide because i'm just gonna start throwing shit it's just so bad but i just already fuck this movie and it's stupid ass yep i don't know and i bet you they start this movie too like they do jamie fox in amazing spider-man 2 i bet you he's gonna start like just as like dirty hippie and something's gonna happen to where he he like I, i bet you he befriends a lion or something and that lion gets killed by a poacher. And so he like wears the skin of his fallen friend to strike vengeance in name of all the, like, I don't know, but it's just fucking stupid. Yep. Anyways. What do you got to say about this? Kevin Feige. Well, that we're going to get the, the future of the MCU this summer. We kind of talked about it, right? Yeah. I, like I said, King the Conqueror makes sense. Um, there's a lot of hype around Secret Wars, our Secret Invasion. That makes sense, too. But I think where you're going to find out about it is going to be the weekend of the 20th of July at San Diego Comic-Con as Kevin Feige has officially confirmed today that Marvel Studios will be in Hall H and will be have presence at San Diego Comic-Con this year. So I think we're going to get big announcements at San Diego Comic-Con and even bigger announcements at D23. Yep. Yep. All right. This I'm excited for. Fallen Order? Yeah, I, I love the video game. Um, I would love to see more of his story play out in a TV show. I would love to... That's my biggest gripe right now with Star Wars, man, is like... I'm not a big, I know just about enough about Star Wars to be dangerous. I'm not a biggest fan yeah. of Star Wars as Max or Pete or Marco run Renovision or Stick Boys or Patrick or half the guys in the, the chat. But I want to see more stuff about characters that aren't part of the Skywalker saga. Yep. I love Ahsoka Tana. I'm excited for Ahsoka Tana's show, but I'm also kind of like, all right, I'm ready for non Skywalker, you know shows like we got that with the mandalorian for the most part i'm excited to see cal's story a little bit more like i want to see where they take star wars away from these characters like andor i'm kind of like whatever about andor but 
I'd like to see more on Cal's story and kind of them focusing on new characters versus always going back to the the le- the legacy well of Obi Wan and Vader and Anakin and Luke and all that. Yeah, do something new. Stick says make a cra- make Craven a horror movie where he hunts a hero that we don't see until the end, and it's Peter Parker, Spider Man in the black costume, and after credit scene is Peter hand. Peter's hand coming out of the grave. Boom. Sticks just wrote you a fucking movie right there, dude. <laughs> right there. That movie would sell. I would see that movie in a heartbeat, man. That's yep. it. Like, Donzo. Let's go. Like, they talk about, you know, Tom McFarlane's talking about making the Spawn movie with Jamie Foxx's Spawn, but you never see Spawn in the entire movie. There you go. Right there. Craven the Hunter. He's hunting someone the entire movie. Boom. Six fucking killed it. Sticks, yep. for that, my friend, you get a round of applause. Sticks gets a round of applause. Go, Sticks. Good job, Sticks. I love it. I love it. I'd be first in line to see that movie. But yeah. Um, kind of like a Blair Witch, movie. like a Blair Witch type, but not the found footage thing. But yeah, Blair Witch, it's the kids running through the forest from this unseen thing through the whole movie. And you, you still don't ever see the Blair Witch. Or like it follows. You just see him at standing, yeah. Or it follows, or those are fucking awesome. Remember when Blair Witch came out? How fucking awesome that movie was. Yeah, I was more into Bear Wench, the, the porn <laughs> parody. But yeah, well, that's my favorite type of horror. I like horror movies where they use a lot of ambiance. They lo- use a lot of um, surroundings, and it's not. It's not like you don't ever see the monster. I like movies where you don't ever see the monster because then it could be anything. Like the suspense is like where it's at you know that's horror yep. right there for me i don't Agreed. need to see the killer i don't need to see what's killing them just the, the ambiance in the background is good enough for me agreed all right miss marvel an absolute geek podcast review um i love this fucking show dude essentially the synopsis so far we've had three episodes of this um Kamala Khan is a Kamala Khan. Yes. Is that her name? Yeah. yeah. She is uh, a young girl living in New York, New Jersey, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Jersey City. And uh, she finds this. Uh, you can see her wearing it in this picture, this this uh, this cuff that they call a bangle um, that unlocks some powers within her and she becomes a superhero, essentially. And it's her navigating. It's very much like Spider-Man. Every time I watch the show, it's like, wow, this feels like the female version of the Spider-Man story. You know, this young girl, kind of awkward, has a, you know, plunky best friend and just navigating life. These overbearing parents and everything and wants to, uh, you know, be her own person, comes in contact with powers. That's essentially the whole the whole premise of the story. In this latest episode... um, and I should stick this up. We're going to get into spoilers now. This latest episode, we find out that she is a descendant of what they call the the Jin from another universe of uh, of of this people that got stuck here on our universe. They're trying to get back. They need this bangle, the bangle's powers to get back to their home world, and and they well, present themselves as her family and her friend, and then that quickly changes. She's. They refer to them as jinn, but the they're actually the um, clandestines. Clandestines, yeah. 
But overall, the show's good, man. Like, it feels very much like a regular Marvel property. They're not trying to do anything special here. Probably the most special thing they're doing is they're featuring a Pakistani family as the focal point. Uh, just a, the Pakistani culture in general, which is cool because I'm learning stuff that I didn't didn't know that I wanted to know. Do you know what I mean? Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Am I yeah. saying that right? Yeah. Um, that's probably the most groundbreaking thing that they're doing. But other than that, it very much follows the typical Marvel type of story. And it so far it's been good. And this little this girl, man, what she she's an adult now. I think she's like 20 or something. It's fantastic. I love everything about her. Yeah, I mean the show's good. I felt like this episode was kind of meh. Um, like I understand she's got the bangle now. We've seen an episode of her already training it. Like, I want to see more action now. I want to see more stuff go down. I want to see her more using her. I powers think you're going to start seeing it and not the next failing. Episode. Like when she dropped the kid or like things like that. Like I think there's a little. I like the family family dynamic, but I think there's a little too much of her family in this show. Yeah, like it just maybe. I don't know, but. I'll be I mean I'll be honest I like the first episode but I feel like the last two episodes have been kind of a struggle to get through um I just not I'm not feeling it like I was the fir- very first episode like the very first episode had that charm and like it was very much like you said Spider-Man Homecoming and I feel like by episode two and three it's kind of lost its luster luster yeah and like well but they've kind of lost that that quirkiness that made episode one so good. Like you don't really see like the, the things on the walls in the cities anymore. You don't really see like the paper figures popping out. Like you don't, they kind of abandoned that already. And it just, and now you're feeling it. It feels like everything else. Like there's not a whole lot. I feel like the only thing that really separates it is her ethnicity. It's like the only thing that separates it from anything else MCU. So I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, we haven't more of that quirkiness. We haven't seen her get into this suit yet. Um, and when we look at when we look at uh, you know, Moon Knight that just came out recently, and a couple other Marvel products that we got, I I think this is upper tier. Yeah, you know, compared to some of the other things that we've gotten. Um, I don't know. I'm interested in seeing more of it, uh, more of her story. But I I can see where you're where you're coming from where. You know, some of the quirkiness has been lost in these last two episodes. But again, it's it's a developing character. It's already better than the Captain Marvel movie. Yeah. Because at least this girl has some sort of weak weakness around her. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'm interested in seeing more. I, overall, I, I like it. it. It reminds me of what I liked about Marvel, you know, since the first Iron Man movie. It just has that feel to it, I think. But it's like... Okay, so now two weeks in a row, they're at some kind of event, some kind of Islamic event. Well, I know this one is like getting ready for her brother's wedding and all that, but yeah. some some sort of like Islamic event where things pop off at. So it's just like, well, you did that in episode two, so now you're going back to that well in episode three. So it's like you have to have all these cultural events for her to be able to like use her powers and stuff. Like it just, it's like, all right, so. When does she just, you know, any, any other hero, Spider-Man, any other hero is out there doing things, saving people, testing their abilities. 
And it's like, she's not doing that until she's at an event where something happens or she gets jumped. Yeah. You know, she's not out there. She, she did that, had that little like montage of training with Bruno, by the way, we don't talk about Bruno, but you know, that little <laughs> no, montage no, no. of training with Bruno, but then like, you don't really see her using her power again until like the kid falls off the building. And then she even sucks there. Like, I like that she's struggling and it's not just like, she's just mastered him and overpowered right off the rip. I like you kind of see her struggling a little bit, but it's like everyday life, you know, and you only see her using her powers at these, these events. But here's the thing I will say what uh, you know just going off of what you said i feel like we've already seen her use her powers more than we saw oscar isaac use his powers uh i don't i don't agree with that like are we talking use his powers or are we talking in the the night the moon knight suit because we saw him use his powers quite a bit through the moon knight series i just don't think he used he was in the suit enough yeah, it, it just didn't, that story didn't feel like a Moon Knight story. It felt like a Stephen, whatever his name is, story. Yeah, well, it felt like, yeah, Stephen and Mark's you know, excellent jet adventure. sets around the world. Yeah, excellent adventure. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. I, I want to see more. I'm hoping the next episode is, has more action in it. But this one, we got a little bit more action than we got in the last one, I feel like. But you're right. It's following a trope. Uh, I, I Maybe trope's not the right word. <laughs> But it's following a, a formula, you know. She's well, at a big event that her family's in danger at, or somebody's in danger at, and she—that's when her powers come out. I think it's easy to agree that by what we already know, and, and this is where leaks come in. That leaks suck. We already know that the premise of the next movie is called the Marvels. Uh -huh. So you already know that Miss Marvel's in it. You already know that Monica Rambeau is going to be in it, and now, you know, you know, and of course, Miss Marvel's going to be in it. So you. Who show you? You know that either Monica Rambeau shows up at the end of this, or Brie Carol Larson. Danvers is going to show up. So you kind of already get that that that's already spoiled for you. Like you, you can almost know one of them is going to show up, right? Yeah. So, I just I don't, and I don't even care that they changed her power set now, and that she uses that it's like an astral projection of her. You you know. um stretching and i think they did that because of bringing in reed richards and they didn't want to have the two power sets like people get be too similar by them being very similar yeah so even though i was explaining this to max like like reed richards stretches miss marvel doesn't she grows like you know what i mean no, like she, well no she stretches too she can grow and she but stretches. it doesn't it it doesn't like like think of a rubber band when you stretch it and it gets thinner and flatter. Yeah. Like it maintains its its like well, when your hand the, gets she Reed Richards has that ability too to be able to extend his appendages and like make his appendages bigger to bring hammer fists and things like that. But it's just well, I guess I think it's too similar power set so they they changed it up Air. and made it a little bit more like attached to her culturally which i'm cool with but i just like i, don't know, I like the little steps thing that she does you know the little yeah, yeah reminds like me the, a little bit of 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 um like ice man or something the the first episodes were i mean the first episode was a pleasant surprise it was a nice change of pace it felt very spider-man um homecoming 
which I liked. It, it was different than what we've been getting. It was quirky, and it seems like they've kind of lost that a little bit. So I, I hope to, to see them come back to that. Yeah, I hope so, too. I hope so, too. All right, well, would you recommend people be watching this? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely recommend like watching it again. It's it's still not it's still not geared towards us. We're not its target audience, but it's still, you know, it's it's enjoyable it. enough. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I don't we... see a reason not to to tell people don't watch it, but I just like I said I just wanted a little bit more of the the quirkiness and um, you know, that episode 1 gave us. Yeah. I could I could I can understand that. All right, new segment. They said, what? Okay, so we're going to have a couple things here about some ridiculous things people have said. In the so I think nerd. we need to have an intro video here of like different clips that match together. People going, what? 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 <laughs> I'll leave that to you, Mr. Artsy. But they said, what? First one, Taika Waititi. On the late show with Stephen Colbert, Taika Waititi says that you get the full Hemsworth in Thor Love and Thunder. He goes on to say in the movie, it's not pixelated, not showing Thor, Thor's uh, bare butt, would be a crime against humanity. And it, this it kind of made me chuckle a little bit, so I wanted to throw this in here. Well, I mean, if you ask Aaron, who just showed up in the chat late, he's the perfect specimen. He has all that is man. So, of course, <laughs> they're going to get women in the seats. to. That must make you feel the, great. <laughs> hey, listen, I understand that, you know, it goes Hemsworth and I'm way down here. I I've accepted that a long time ago. Right. You know, I just, I, I think all men need to accept that. Like he's just the, the perfect like specimen. Yes. He is all that is man. And I, I don't, I can't disagree with that. We're going to get Thor root. Is that what six is wanting? Thor, Thor root. root. I think that's a little, Thor <laughs> pushing it a little bit, but I, you know, the mightiest yeah, of hammers. You get to see the mightiest of hammers. Yes. <laughs> You'll finally get to see the mightiest of hammers. Yes, sir. But I love that line. You get the full Hemsworth. Ziggy <laughs> <laughs> like says, I'm going for the end credits. But oh, that's it, so funny. Know, it just, I don't, it was bound to happen, and you know it's going to be, you knew it was going to be Hemsworth. So but I like it. I like that Disney's kind of pushing the envelope a little bit. You know, this she is said, all I said is he's hot and has a sexy accent. Whatever. This is uh kind of going out of their typical. You watch your like, eyes light break. up every time you're like, hey, Thor's butt. And she's like, Ooh. <laughs> uh, but the, you know, they're kind of moving away from their typical family fair. You know, this isn't really a movie for eight year olds. It looks like with, with that kind of scene, I guess like all the other movies have been like the last few movies that we've gotten have been a little bit more adult in that. And maybe Disney's understanding that most of their audience that started watching these are now getting to the point where they can see some of these, you know, the young audience it can, it's, it's starting to grow with the audience, I think. Yeah. But I, I think the, I mean, other than like, Deadpool, I think it's going to be hard to get an R rating from these movies just because they like the PG-13 aspect of it being that family family movie where even at PG-13, people are still bringing their kids, which Deadpool, people are bringing it, them to R-rated films. So it's Well, Doctor Strange pushed there, that but, envelope a little bit. Man, that movie, re-watching that movie for a second time, it's not... 
That movie would have been amazing if it was rated R. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I just <sighs> I forgot where I was going with that. All right, well, we'll just go to the next slide. But um, needless to say, I don't think it's that people are growing up. I just think they're going to start doing a couple of things like that that'll push the envelope to move things forward. Um, and them Hemsworth saying that Christian Bale's Gordon the God Butcher is his favorite Marvel villain. That's big shoes to fill because, you know, Killmonger was great. Yeah. Um, Thanos was great. Like they had you sympathizing with Thanos as he's plotting to wipe out half the world's population. Well, and Loki, so, Loki was awesome when he was a villain. Yeah, Loki, but it's just, it'll be interesting, like, knowing Gore, Gore the God Butcher's backstory, it'll be interesting to see it, how well that transitions to the big screen and if he actually is, like, that that great villain. I hope so. Yes, yeah, Sticks, I agree. Cleavage can make or break a movie or TV show. Yeah. All right, so next we've got John Williams, who is the composer for the new Indiana Jones 5. He says... At the moment, I'm working on Indiana Jones 5, which Harrison Ford, who's quite a bit younger than I am, I think has announced it will be his last film. So I thought, if Harrison can do it, then perhaps I can also. Um, this is from AP News. So essentially, Indiana Jones 5 may be Harrison's for, Harrison Ford's last movie ever. Fucking and apparently, <laughs> apparently also John Williams, one of the greatest composers of the last few decades, I would say it needs to be his last film because he gets hurt on every movie film movie set he's on now. Harrison got Ford, hurt in Star yeah, dude, crashed a plane into a golf course. All right, got hurt, had a door fall on him from the Millennium Falcon in the Star Wars, and then he got hurt doing stuff in indie too. And so it's just like, bro, call it a day. You're like 70, 80 years old. Like, it, it's time. Dude, I just hope that this movie's good. I think That's he's. I think the only reason he's coming back and doing one more Indiana Jones is because he doesn't want to hang up his fedora and whip on the the peg of Crystal Skull. Oh, it's such a bad. That's movie. that's. I think that's the only reason they're doing. <laughs> you're you're Indiana you're Jones pissing song. off your fiance over yeah, here, man. <laughs> Brad Pitt to retire? No, Bullet Train looks fucking awesome. <laughs> Apparently he stinks and doesn't shower. <laughs> Brad Pitt, he's talking about. But Bullet Train looks awesome, dude. I'm excited for that movie. I just think it's time for, you know, Harrison Her Ford to just let it go, man. Like, if yep. he wants to act, like, I mean, Clint Eastwood's still acting, and he's in his ni what, 90, he's like 93. But Clint Eastwood is acting like in roles that are suitable for his age. Right. Yeah, he's playing a cranky ass old man in every movie. That's that's his mo. Like, have you watched? Is it The Mule? I have not watched The Mule. No, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, it's not Gran Torino. Gran Torino's amazing. But I, I mean, know. listen, Aaron, I, get off my plane. Yes, he's had great roles. I there's no doubt about it. There's no role he's done more iconic than um, Han Solo and Indiana Jones. But I, I really think the only reason he's coming back for Indy Five is to so he doesn't to wash the bad taste out. out of our mouth. Yes, to so he's not hanging his head on Crystal Skull for the rest of his life. 
Yeah. I'm stoked for this new one. I just hope it's not him, you know, running through caves with a cane. Yeah. You know. Makes me wonder if, if like, Christopher Lockhart is secretly, like, beating him or something. He's just trying to get away from her because he seems like he's, like, pretty intent on on offing himself by crashing planes on golf courses and <laughs> you know, not moving on, not moving out of the way when doors are falling and things like that. So what that's funny. Do? That's funny. The dude can make the Kessel run, but he can't get the fuck out of the way of a falling door. But so I think this is the main reason why everybody came to the show tonight to get our review on the latest episode of the boys. And the only reason this isn't the last review of the night is that the the last thing we're going to talk about is Obi-Wan that had its season finale. But I would say, and I was talking with Max about this last night, that this is probably one of my favorite episodes in the whole series. Just because of the the fight scene that's at the, towards the end. But Sticks, Max- you don't watch the boys? Why don't you watch the boys, dude? Oh my god! Just kick the fucking wheel of my chair. Ah, oh, that fucking hurt. Uh, Matt, while I'm writhing around in pain, why don't you give a synopsis of the boys? <laughs> uh, Fuck that hurt. <laughs> I mean, do we really need a synopsis of hero gasm? You know, I don't know. Uh, You're the one that said let's give synopsis about these things. Well, I know about it. <laughs> so this is the episode everyone's been hearing about: the infamous hero gasm. Um, we see that butcher and. Uh, Huey have teamed up with uh, Soldier Boy as they think that Soldier Boy is the weapon that they can use to take out Homelander and kill Homelander. So they've kind of teamed up with Soldier Boy and they're helping. He's helping them find the twins as he's looking through and searching for all the members of his old group that set him up and handed him over to the Russians. And he's taking them, he's extracting his revenge. Uh, one by which one. is why i included that picture of payback that's his old group yeah, there payback yeah so um he was going after the twins who are hosting hero gasm and hero gasm is like something that i guess soldier boy started back in the 20s and it's this huge superhero orgy where everybody that's anybody goes there and to do what you do at orgies to to get some wang and we see uh, some pretty um, interesting stuff, to say the least, when Huey and Butcher show up at yes. the orgasm. So, I mean, Love MM and Starlight, yeah, MM and Starlight show up first, and they're greeted by a giant wang that they call Love Sausage floating around. Um, and then they go into the party, and right then we see. The, the dude from the very first episode that shrunk himself into the penis comes out and runs into MM and gets like dude juice all over his jacket and he's trying to find a, a bathroom and he opens the door to room and he just gets splattered with, with jism. He just gets a cum <laughs> shower, essentially. That's so funny. Anything bad that can happen to MM happens. Yeah, he gets just obliterated by a cum shower and you just see people fucking all over the place and it's point, honestly, I'm surprised didn't garner, you know, TV super MA or something like whatever. It didn't get, I mean, it wasn't too, they, they threw in crazy moments. Like you didn't see a lot of, of like, you saw a lot of graphic nudity, but like you didn't see like a lot of crazy sex going on. 
at the hero gasm except well for i saw certain, more dicks but... in this episode than i think i've seen in <laughs> <Yes>. any other <laughs> like <laughs> but you know like the the deep you finally get to see see the deep fucking octopus that's more disturbing to me than the the penis scene from episode one of this season um but the big thing is you've still got you've got um a train wanting to get revenge for his brother paralyzed and Huey shows up boy teleports does he get in. It. Yeah, Huey shows up, teleports in, runs into A train, and basically now that Huey has powers, he thinks he's some kind of badass. So he confronts A train and demands an apology for the death of his girlfriend from the very first episode of the series, and he gets it, and he gets a sincere one at that. So yeah, b- borderline tears in A train's eyes. It looked like he was about to cry. <laughs> Aaron what says, happened? "Oh my God! No wonder it's your favorite show, Lance. Giant penis is showering people in jism. You were in heaven. I was. <laughs> it's a cum shower. But, um, essentially, they're uh, Starlight and MM are trying to get everybody out of the party because they find she finds out Soldier Boy's there, and they're trying to get him to stop going from nuclear. And he promises that he's only going to kill the twins and." That doesn't happen. And then Homelander shows up, and we finally get the face-off between Homelander, Soldier Boy, Butcher, and Huey. And even all the combined forces of Butcher on Temp V, Huey on Temp V, and Soldier Boy were not enough to take out Homelander. All I can say, so Soldier Boy, where we thought he was like a Captain America alternate, essentially... Seems like he's a Captain America slash Winter Soldier variant, right? Because what sets him off is he like goes into a trance when the Russian music's playing on the radio. Yeah. That's what kills everybody, essentially. I I think he's a little bit more I wouldn't say Captain America. I would say he's more like um fucking I can't think of his name. Winter Soldier? Dude, no, the dude from uh, um, Kurt Russell's kid plays him in Falcon Winter Soldier. Kurt um, Russell's kid plays him in Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yeah. Um, what's the name of oh, the captain? Oh, oh agent, fucking, agent. Agent. Uh, U.S. agent. God damn. Yeah. Yeah, U.S. agent. Um, he's more of that U.S. agent, I feel like, because he's more like where captain america is more about like protecting liberty and you know the american way and all that u.s agent is more of like get things done by any means necessary and it feels kind of like you know soldier boys the same way you're created to be a soldier for your government so you're gonna do you're gonna achieve your mission by any means necessary yeah I don't know. All, all in all is that fight scene at the end with Soldier Boy and Homelander and uh, Butcher, who's the other one, and uh, Huey. Huey. Dude, I was sitting straight up, dude, clapping my, like, that was so fucking awesome, that scene. To watch Homelander finally get, you know, obviously he, he got away, but to finally have some semblance of getting his ass handed to him. It's the ass kicking that he's needed for a while. And I you like know, and the I, 
I like the Green Goblin scene we got where he's standing in the mirror and like the Homelander, yeah. the soup is talking to Homelander, the person. And, you know, you kind of, he kind of lets that guard down where you see like the little child that's in the Homelander who's afraid to not, who wants to be liked and loved yeah. by everyone. And then you see like his alter badass ego talking back to him. And I thought it was, yeah. that was an interesting shot after like they, basically were taking him out and had him pinned down and he had to use every bit of his strength to get away. He's standing in that mirror again, staring at himself, but that version of him, that badass version of him isn't there staring back at him. Yeah. So I wonder he, if we're about to see a big turn in Homelander's character. Yeah. I see one of two things happening at the end of this season, either a soldier boy and him team up, B soldier boy takes his powers away and now he has to navigate being powerless and seeing the fallout from that or B he turns, you know, finally gets his ass handed to him and he starts trying to be good, which I think that's the least likely scenario is him turning good. I think the most likely is him and soldier boy teaming up. And now butcher has created this whole new problem of these two phenomenally powerful beings i think there's gonna be a power grab at some point though yeah but i don't see homelander in soldier boy teaming up because homelander is very jealous homelander wants all the glory he wants to be the number one and soldier boy was the number one a long time ago so now if you come back it's like you know i think that's why starlight at the end of the episode does what she does where she comes out and basically outs everything on social media and quits the seven because she's kind of calling Homelander's bluff and, and turning it to where she's letting everybody know that the world's hero who they, they all thought he died a hero, you know, the world's hero and soldier boy is back. And that kind of like takes out Homelander now, like where does Homelander fit into that? Because he's no longer this idol of everyone because everyone's main idol and soldier boy is back. So, yeah. Maybe who knows? I don't but, know. I'm excited to see where this goes, though. But, yeah, fucking A-Train getting his revenge and dragging Homeboy across the gravel and his body just mangled was crazy. And then having a heart attack. And having a heart attack, yep. So. It's nuts, man. This show has been awesome. But obviously Soldier Boy is someone to be reckoned with because he scares Black Noir enough to go into hiding, take out his tracker. Um, that that scene was pretty well. It's crazy. Black no- you find out Black Noir set him up. Yep, so. but he, that he's scared of him enough to go into hiding. Yeah, and I don't know. We'll see. Because spoiler alert: in the comics, Black Noir is actually a Homelander clone. So it it'll be interesting to see if that's the case still, or if they're going with the dude you saw in Payback or not. But um. But yeah, I just, I don't, it'll be interesting, like you said, to see what, what that is, that relationship between him and Noir is, and why Noir is doing what he's doing. And basically, it seems like he's afraid of him because he rips his tracker out and he goes off. He goes off Yeah. Because Homelander's like, at least I can count on you, Noir. You're always by my side. And then you see Noir get in the elevator and like rip his, his tracker out. And what's with the cod piece on Noir, too? <laughs> that thing is massive, dude. 
<laughs> but yeah, you see him rip out the tracker and he hands it to the lady and then gets off the elevator while he's bleeding. So, do you think Maeve is alive? Uh, no, I think she's dead. You don't think she's being held somewhere? She might be, but I would think Homelander would have killed would have killed her. But they're they didn't sh- like everyone they've killed. They've showed the bodies and you don't see the Maeve body. So I don't know if maybe Vought is doing something to her behind the scenes or if she's being like brainwashed to be loyal to Homelander again or or what. Yeah. But um, I don't know. If you're not watching this show, you know, <laughs> says, stop watching us. Zaggy says, I don't know how Black Noir hasn't gone full retard. Shouldn't he even be an aged, right? So. I heard a rumor that this isn't the... Oh, no, that wouldn't make sense. This was a rumor I saw last season that this was like Black Noir too. It but... might be. I mean, it could be that they gave the the moniker of Black Noir to the Homelander clone. So Then why would knows? he be so afraid of, of Soldier Boy? We we don't know that he's necessarily afraid of Soldier Boy. That's just what they're leading you to believe. Yeah, that's true. That so. is true. All right, what's next on the docket? Todd McFarlane directs Ozzy Osbourne's new music video for Patient Number Nine, which is actually it's a decent, pretty song. good song. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the, the music video is cool. Yeah. You know, I threw this in there because we were going to talk about there's a lot of uh, other comic book creators that have done like album covers and things like that have been heavily featured in music. Right. Um, One of the ones that I didn't realize was uh, you were saying uh, Capullo was did Corn's Freak on a Leash, right? Yeah. Capullo and Tom McFarlane um, collabed to do the Freak on a Leash album cover. Um, Greg Capullo, who's done Batman New 52, anybody who reads comics is pretty much familiar with Capullo's art. He did the uh, the cover for Disturbs 10,000 Fists. Okay. Um, Tom McFarlane's done a couple of different uh, comic book albums. Um, I think there's a lot of, of albums out there that a lot of people wouldn't even probably know that were done by comic book yeah, like, I'm looking up the um, article right now that you sent me to see. Like Kisses, um, Kiss Destroyer, that was done by a comic book artist, the same guy who does a lot of the um, Dark Horse Star Wars stuff, like the Boba Fett and the Empire covers and um, things like that. Ken Kelly, he he did those, that cover. Um, Lady Killer, the cover of um, their self-titled album is done by... Uh, Joe Jusic, the guy who does De- the D- Dazzler comics. Um, Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell uh, was done by Richard Corbin, who did a lot of Marvel comics, like the streamlined stories, like the banner stories and things like that. Bad Out of Hell, man. If you haven't listened to the album, like, yeah, it's it's old school rock, but that's a damn good album. Uh, like Magneto and Titanium Man uh, by Wings. That's... Um, done by artists like there's a lot like joel um, jusco that did dazzler did this album from lady killer yeah i just said that oh you the did say that does, sorry i was reading um red sonia for dynamite did the dawn sacrifice album cover yeah um danzig's uh um album was done by simon yeah simon Baisley who did a lot of lobo stuff um 
who else there's there's i mean there's so many um master of the moon by dio i was done by mark sasso who did uh, a lot of the all the like the x-men card art there's just a lot like um very best of d or very beast of dio is done by bill shiswick who did a lot of covers for the dark knight returns um and can like i said follow the leader is, is tom mcfarlane and greg capullo um another meatloaf's dead ringer is done by the artist who does a lot of the uh house of secrets oh. horror books five finger death punch was greg capullo yep five finger death punch the wrong side of heaven was also a great capullo cover um but yeah there's ozzy osbourne's um the ultimate sin was done by a guy it was done by the artist of a lot of savage uh the savage sword of conan stuff yeah so there's a lot of comic book artists out there that have done album covers and it's kind of crazy like i think that's something i would like to cover more that i don't think a lot of people are covering I'd like to cover more on the show since I know you're big into music and Jay's big into music is like the correlation between musicians and comic book fans. Cause like Eminem's a huge as a massive comic book fan. Mm-hmm. So is um, method man. Um, so is a lot of the guys from Wu Tang clan. Um, RZA. Apparently, apparently Paul McCartney's band wings has a song about Magneto. And what's the other ones? titanium man titanium man um, about them robbing a bank i had no idea i've never heard this song uh weezer has an entire song that's about the x-men and like superheroes and stuff and then yeah like the 90s rivers and rivers kumo is a huge comic book fan so there's a uh, yeah there's just a massive correlation between like you got um gerard way from my chemical romance writing he, umbrella he created academy. umbrella academy um, you've got so many comic book artists. Coheed and Cambria. And, yep. um, they're huge comic guys. I think he, uh, Claudio Sanchez, who's the lead singer of Coheed and Cambria, has has done a few graphic novels based on their his albums. music. Yeah, because mm-hmm. all their albums tell a story. Their albums yeah, tell they're all, a they're all operatic. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's writing comics about the the story and the albums and things. And so I, that's, I think that's something I would like to do a podcast on. I don't know if I necessarily want to do it a segment or maybe it continue like a, its own standalone thing, but the correlation of music and comics and just kind of like how those two go hand in hand so much. Well, I am I am thinking about we I, I'm not thinking about it. I'm going to do a show based on music. That's probably perfect for maybe you and I do one of those episodes talking about this kind of stuff because that's kind of what I want to go into is all these secret not secret but not as well known stories when it comes to some of these things it's, a, it's what i want to talk about i'm a huge musician i've that's probably my first love is music and i've been playing in bands since i was 13 years old uh, i've been to over five to six hundred concerts it feels like um it's my first love so i think um uh, i think that would be an excellent topic to talk about and mcfarland um I believe McFarlane also um, did the video, directed the video for Freak on a Leash. Did he? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Freak on a Leash is one of the best comic book cover or best album covers ever. Such a good album cover. 
to the point when I first saw it, I said, wow, this is so unique. Yeah. And that, that style of, of album, because that came out in 1998 or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, 1998. Jeez. I guessed. And I found it right here. 1998. Jeez. I'm pretty good. Uh, that kind of, um, set the tone for a lot of those kind of new metal type covers for the next decade. Yeah. Uh, so. you know, Lincoln, uh, not Lincoln park, um, Limp Biscuit and, and, uh, all those, all those new metal bands was, that was kind of, uh, yeah, he directed freak on a leash. Yeah. The, uh, follow the leader kind of set the precedence for, for the next decade of those kind of album covers. And it even leaked itself into punk rock a little bit. You saw a lot of that with the offspring and things like that with that same kind of style. So, yeah, I mean, it goes all the way back as far as I believe Jack Kirby has done um, album sure. covers. Um, so there's, I mean, there's a lot of comic book artists that have have done album covers, and just the correlation between comics and music's like they've usually most musicians are comic book fans so um yeah just correlates with each other like i think that'd be an awesome medium to explore yeah jack kirby did joe santriani's surfing with the alien Mm -hmm. and it's uh it's silver surfer on the on the album cover Mm -hmm. um yeah there's a few here that have done it uh, the Gorillas, um, Demon Days was done by Jamie Hewlett. Um, Sonic Youth, uh, um, and then it's a Goose album is another one. The Ramones, Road Cannibal Run, Corpse, Disturbed. David Finch did Disturbs yep. Industrial. Wolf Mother. There's a lot of them. Say Anything's in Defense of the Genre is a great album. Jeff Smith did that. I don't know what... Uh, Jeff, do you know who Jeff Smith is? Mm-hmm. What has he done? Um, put me on the spot with that one. <laughs> Sorry, I know the name, but I can't remember like what, what he's done. Alex Ross did Anthrax. Yep, I knew that. That's cool. Todd McFarlane uh, did Lizzie Jack Gordon's Davis. Deal with the Devil. Jack Davis from Mad Magazine. Um, he did Johnny Cash's Everybody Loves a Nut. Grant Morrison cool. did Robbie Williams. Mm-hmm. Charles Burns, Iggy Pop. Dave McKean, County Crows. Greg Capullo did Follow Leader. Yep. We already talked about that one. Yeah, lots lots of stuff here, man. It's it's crazy. The and hip hop has always been that that genre that's been closely aligned with comic books. It seems like, but yeah, because they've done a lot of like hip hop homage covers and yeah. But it's it's got its fingerprints in rock music too, which is pretty cool. All right, so now that we've talked about that, but definitely go check out the that new Ozzy song because it's a it's a banger. Yeah, patient number nine. It's pretty good. And the video is pretty good too um oh the boys is still up damn it here we go (laughs) obi-wan kenobi had its season finale apparently season finale because i think a season two is about to be announced i don't know if it's if it's confirmed yet or not but 
most likely getting a season two. Um, essentially, everything that we thought was going to happen happened. <laughs> like, I don't know how to how to go deeper into that. There was a big fight scene between Obi-Wan and, and Darth Vader. Obi-Wan essentially won that fight scene or that fight, which we knew was going to happen because A New Hope shows us that they both survive. So Darth Vader wasn't going to let Obi-Wan survive. So Obi-Wan had to win that one, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, And uh, Leia gets back to her family. Luke, you know. Is a whiny bitch. Is a whiny bitch. <laughs> Owen has his moment to defend his family. Everything we thought was going to happen. The only thing that didn't happen that I was expecting to happen was I thought Leia's memory was going to get wiped and it didn't. No. So what they did in this episode is they did a lot of continuity correction Mm -hmm. through dialogue. Yeah. So now my biggest continuity error through the whole thing my complaint was the way a new hope starts. And when she leaves that message for, for Obi-Wan and she says, you know, Obi-Wan, you fought along, you fought for my father during the clone wars. Yada, yada, yada. She's acting so like she now doesn't know she's act. Yes. She's acting like she doesn't know him because in the final scene where they're meeting face to face in this episode, he says that they can't find out about their connection, that nobody can find out about their connection. So now, essentially, they have turned her opening sequence and most memorable sequence of Hope, Help Me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, You're My Only Hope into a massive lie. Um, When they should have just wiped her memory. I don't understand. Yeah. She said, hey, for your own safety, she can't know about any of this. She has to right. remain in the dark about my my involvement in this let's wipe her memory of the last, you know, two weeks or whatever it's been would have been way easier and way easier. I don't to even understand. think it was two weeks, dude. It was like days. Was it? It wasn't that long. Yeah. So um, I bet I was a little annoyed by that because now, now it seems like, you know, you could poke holes in that. I think like, so now you're relying on the audience to believe that, Leia was lying in a new hope. Yeah, well she she was. Yeah, because of this episode, but that's not the way it was intended. A new hope wasn't intended that way. So, I don't know. All in all, the best part of this episode was him flinging the rocks at Vader. That was fucking awesome. <sighs> that whole fight, dude, like it was awesome to watch in a sense, but like when I don't know when Vader got powers to destroy, like make earthquakes. And like now I was laughing because Vader is this tank. He's this big badass. He's the most feared in the galaxy. But all you have to do is smash up his respirator on the fucking dead center of his chest. And the dude's donezo. So I don't know why Obi and, and, a new hope goes, yo, all right, Luke, when you're going to face off or even empire for that matter, when you're going to face off of it, I know you're going to fight Vader. Cool. Aim for the giant box on his fucking <laughs> chest. And you're yep. gold, bro. 
just force push something into it, hit it with your lightsaber, whatever, you, elbow smash it, whatever you got to do. Aim for that box, Dunzo, you save the galaxy. We go get some bitches. Like, that's what should have happened, but that's not what happened. And, like, I understand the final fight between Opie and Invader had to happen because the, you know, the line of, I haven't felt this power since in A New Hope. They needed to, to fix that continuity error, which they did. They've become very good about fixing continuity errors, pissing their fan base off to where they scream and bitch and piss and moan, and then they fix it with dialogue, which is piss poor writing because really there was no reason for this show. There's, there's no reason nothing happened in in this show. Like, what was this show? What what did we benefit as far as Star Wars goes from this show? Nothing. Exactly. Just Maureen and McGregor. Essentially, dude, it. gotta get close. Stick says, gotta get close enough to get into it, though. Dude, every time you're in a, a battle like where you're locked sabers and you're right up against each other and you're basically like fucking giving each other Eskimo kisses, at any point in time, he could hit that box, just punch it. What, whatever you gotta do, you know, right. whatever you gotta do. Yep, I just, I mean, it's just a flaw, star, flaw, Star Wars, just like a fucking like three centimeter fucking exhaust port can destroy a giant death star. Yup. Obi was fun for what it was, man. This, the show was fun for what it was. They gave you some unnecessary stuff that you didn't need to see. It was just a money grab. Like they even said it at the beginning when they, they pushed this series that we were, Kevin Kennedy said, you're going to get to see the biggest fight between Vader and Obi yet. Well, all right, that salt people like you. You use the name Obi Wan Kenobi, Vader, and them fighting. You're gonna draw people, and yeah, it really did nothing for the franchise. It it just, I don't know. <laughs> Max yeah. must have whatever, uh, Max, dude. Max must have gotten his liquids. Yeah, you talk. You drink that Gatorade, buddy. You got some it electrolytes. Definitely, it definitely was not a masterpiece. It was good. It when it was a good episode, but I would not call it a masterpiece by any means. And like Reva, how the, I understand Reva intercepts that message, right? One, when does Vader ever leave anybody alive? Two, she, she intercepts that message and just automatically goes to Tatooine and going after Luke Skywalker. For what reason? Like, is it because she's going back for an eye for an eye, you know, an eye for an eye because Anakin killed all her f- supposed family and now she's going to go do the same for that? Or is, and if that's the case, how does she know that? Is it because she found out that Kenobi's p- protecting this boy and she's going to go back there to use the boy for bait to lure out, to lure out Kenobi, which in return will lure Vader there. Like it's just, and then all of a sudden she goes from like, being dead almost to being on Tatooine and lightsabers don't kill anybody anymore. You know, Darth Maul gets a cut in half. Cool. He gets new legs. The Reva gets stabbed. That's cool. She, you know, she doesn't die from that. So it's just like, how did she get to Tatooine so quick? And then my other complaint is like, you have uncle Owen facing off against the third sister who used to be a Jedi in Reva hurt or not and he's holding her own he's holding his own against her but yet 
in A New Hope a couple of stormtroopers who can't hit the fucking broadside of a barn show up and just wipe them off the face of the planet. Like, burn their bodies. They're just skeletons by the time Luke gets back. And it's just like, dude, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Fling rocks and shit. <laughs> You're so angry. I'm not angry. I I'm thought it angry, was fucking awesome. I don't. Care. It was an awesome <laughs> fight. It's still not the best lightsaber fight in Star Wars. That still belongs, in my opinion, to uh, Ahsoka versus Darth Maul in Clone Wars. But you know, it. it I mean, they've got. Here's the earthquake. You know, That's I've heard people say that Vader, about. Vader's supposed to be a tank in. You know, why is he flipping around and double-handing his lightsaber and all that? He should be tanking it. And this is kind of cool and reminiscent of episode three where he's like, you know, it's the whole high ground scene and he kind of even does the motion before he starts burying him with rocks. Because now Vader has the high ground. Like, it was a cool fight, but again, i trying it just... to find that scene where he just flings rocks at him. That was fucking awesome. Here it is. This yeah, is pretty cool. Down. Like, why can't you do this and just aim for his little chest box, dude? Like, Luke could I'm have sure one of those rocks things all over the, the Death Star and just chuck, you know, hit his little respirator box. Now, but he hasn't been Darth for long, right? So he's still like, no. by the time yeah. we see him in A New Hope, he's probably more formidable, right? So, I mean, yeah. you could you could explain that there, that he's still a Padawan, right? Is that what they call him? Well, yeah. And then they use the whole, like... They, there's a smash yeah then they use the whole cop out of his his line when he gets his helmet cut saying you know you didn't kill anakin skywalker i killed anakin skywalker so well later on when he tells you know when he talks about how luke and leia's parent and father was killed by darth vader they made that canon again and it just i don't know they just use a lot of dialogue to to rectify canon issues so it's kind of like to me the Star Wars room is now like, we'll throw any stupid shit at the wall we can, but as long as we can find a way to dialogue, to use dialogue to make it canonized, we're gold. Like, how is that? Hey, look, there's our episode right there. How is that good writing? You know, like, <laughs> look at all these look at all these fucking thumbnails and ours is Max covered in jizz. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't click on that, the hell's wrong with you? Oh, that's hilarious. Good for us, Someone though, for showing us on the, this little Look thing. The here. man, the man, the myth, the legend, right there. <laughs> Reva's story isn't very good. You're right, it isn't. And now I'm afraid that all the rumors of her getting her standalone series are going to be true because there's unfinished stuff there with her character. And I'm like, God, I don't really want to see that. But Obi was good for what it was, but it didn't really offer anything in moving the story of a star it didn't add anything to the story of star wars it's essentially like dnu and the jones theory like we could have never even seen this and it wouldn't change this episode didn't change anything it never you know everything still happens the way it did and this is yeah reva having her like moral conflict about luke getting you know if she should kill a knocked out luke skywalker or yeah she sees herself there yeah which uh so i saw a bunch of people saying like oh i hated reva until 
the end of this episode and i was like honestly i thought this was the worst performance out of all the episodes for her i liked her up until this episode like it just seems very wooden you know her performance yeah i just there's obviously her story's not done and they're gonna milk that cow for everything they can but i just i don't know man i just i don't Again, I feel like this, this series really offered nothing. Yeah. Oh, good. It, Max agrees with me. It has to do with like, and people are complaining because of the way she, the actress portrays the character. And like, she's very robotic and unfeeling. Like there's, it feels like there's nothing there in her performance, but I thought yeah. she did a lot better in the final episode, but Again, I just I felt like it was worse. I just had but, issues like everyone's complaining about well, how did Jon Snow get from King's Landing back to Winterfell and all over this, you know, they're going from here to here to here in seconds and when before it took days and that's kind of what I felt like in this episode. Like all of a sudden Rev is on Tatooine and then seconds later Kenobi's going from fighting on this planet with a Vader to being on Tatooine, and it's just like, dude, I understand hyperspeed, but let's be realistic here, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm like, yeah, bring on season two. I'd rather have season two of WandaVision before I get the show, I think. And then they're all like, and then of course you get him meeting Luke Skywalker and looking very, very pedo-ish and hello there hello there he's got a little toy to lure him to his fucking cave and have i shown you what's in my pocket right (laughs) would you like to see my flesh colored lightsaber show you in this cave here yeah (laughs) we'll show you in this cave but don't show your uncle owen and this is a secret i think the the cameo at the end by Qui-Gon Jinn was very um, forced, foreshadowed, and you know you knew it was coming. There was no like surprise to that. You knew Qui-Gon Jinn was going to show back up in the at the end of the series. Yeah, but I don't know what. Honestly, like Kenobi too. What do you do with this character that? A season two of this show what do you do with this character that doesn't hurt canon because you can't have him fight vader again we already finished that you know it's just i don't know you're gonna go back and do the kenobi journals and you're gonna get to see the stuff that they didn't put in with his fight against uh black chrysanthemum and all that stuff okay you can do that too but it's just like there's really nowhere to go with a season two i want him to teach kamel najiani how to use the force well, you can't teach it. You have to be force sensitive. Yeah, you so they to, should like, just put one tease of him like moving like a, nah, like a pencil. That's, that's super around. forced. <laughs> I liked. I well, liked a that. show that's about the force. <laughs> I liked the the fact that like they. I thought they played that beautifully. Like they led you up to believe that he was going to be a Jedi and he was this new unnamed Jedi and all that, and he turns out to be a fake. Like I thought that was played beautifully. Camille Nagiani is just a treasure, dude. I love him. But 
Yeah, all Max, in all, the series you could, was... put, you could put you could put Star Wars on like a bag of flaming crap, and Max is like, I love it. Yeah, I know. Star I Wars know. is Max is funny though because he says he loves DC, but I still can't wa- get him to watch Superman and Lois. Uh, Stick Boy says there was a trailer spot that teased bounty hunters, but we never got to see any. Yeah, and they do that to keep you off the trail. They use footage that's not going to be in the show to make the trailer. Yeah, they do that often. He's and I am sad that they killed the hot Game of Thrones lady. Yeah. Who's the hot Game of Thrones lady? Oh, the Um, one. uh, What's her name? Yeah, the one that died in like episode five. Yeah, that blows herself up. She was in Game of Thrones. I believe so. Hmm. I don't know. Hey, real quick, before we call it a night, because I don't feel like there's much else we could say about this. No, I think I've pretty much just fucking stick a fork in Kenobi. It's done, man. The dishes are are done, man. (laughs) These are some of the things that I'm looking forward to in July. Well, not so much Super Pets, but it is coming in July. Uh think you know how hard it is to find like i just wanted to go to a website and say what's coming in july but there's so many different streaming services and everything now that it's kind of hard to yeah to pin it down uh what are you looking most forward to on this list uh thor love and thunder season the second half of season four of stranger things and better call Saul. that's probably oh shit and what we do in the shadows that's probably it i think i'm kind of stoked for resident evil I like how you picked the movie poster for what we do in the shadows instead of the TV show. Poster. I just picked something that it's clearly said what we do in the shadows. Nothing else was that <laughs> legible when it's that small. I, I think Nope looks so stupid. I'm ex- I'm actually excited for it. Um, I haven't. Seen I would much say that might be number list. three on my list. Super Pets, eh, whatever. The Gray Man, eh, whatever. Resident Evil, it's so far detached from the story of the of the game, which I wish they would have done, um, that I could really care less about. But, dude, better, better Call Saul, phenomenal writing. Stranger Things, phenomenal writing. What We Do in the Shadows, phenomenal writing. Thor, Love and Thunder, we'll, we're still going to have to wait and see, but I'm super looking forward to it. So a few of these things we're going to be talking about on the show, right? Yeah. Probably talking about Thor, definitely. Probably talking about Stranger Things, definitely. Better Call Saul, maybe we'll talk about it briefly. Probably not a whole review. Saul is a... I would love to in, to dedicate an entire episode, maybe a one-off, to just talking about Better Call Saul. because Or just that, that universe in general. Under, yeah, that's such an underrated show. Show's that, so good. Like, Breaking Bad so got, like, all these accolades and all this praise and... Like Better Call Saul deserves it, but I feel like it doesn't get the same praise that Breaking Bad did. So Better Call Saul, the the first few seasons, not including this season, uh, Breaking Bad was better. It was still good, but Breaking Bad was better. This season, I think, may be better than as as a complete season, maybe better than any season of of Breaking Bad. What do you think about that? This season has been phenomenal. It's been phenomenal, but nothing tops that final season of Breaking Bad, man. I think this is a number two. That final season of Breaking Bad was just off the charts. 
Well, we we still have how many episodes? Six of this, or something like that. Um, I think, I think I want to say five, because there's usually ten episodes. I want to see how this ends, you know, and and you know they've already told us that we're gonna get um, Walter White and and uh, and Jesse in this again, um, the last episode probably. I want to see how this ends. I think it could overtake because I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I've seen that last season of Better Call Saul or uh, of Breaking Bad. Yeah, there's uh, ten episodes. Every season of Better Call Saul has ten episodes. So we just had five, right? So, um, no, that's um, so no, it's only three episodes when it comes back. So we've had seven episodes. <clears throat> yeah, May twenty third was episode seven. Wow, the last episode was just crazy. No minion talk. <laughs> Actually, uh, my wife and I saw the trailer for the minions. Um, what movie did we go see just recently? Oh, I can't remember. We just went to the movies for something. I don't Lightyear? remember what it was. No, we haven't seen Lightyear yet. That's probably going to be on Disney Plus here soon. So we're probably going to Jurassic, wait. Jurassic Park. Jurassic World. Yeah, the minions trailer played in Jurassic in Jurassic World. And uh, it was a scene where he's flying the plane and the other guy gets sucked through the toilet and stuff. My wife and and I were laughing so hard. Like, more so than we probably should have been. Yeah, I'm kind of over the minions. (laughs) But it was pretty funny. I don't know. Real quick, we were talking about Ozzy Osbourne. I wanted to show one of the gifts my uh, kids got me before we call it a night um, for Father's Day. Is that Blizzard of Oz? No, that's Diary Diary of of Madman. Isn't that cool? Awesome. Yeah. My kids got me this. It's not super rare or anything. They're pretty easy to find, but it's a, it's a way cool album. And I love that little Ozzy there in the corner. I got a book of dad jokes to read on the toilet. That's exactly what the description was. Night of <laughs> reading material when you're taking a poop. Cool. <laughs> that was your whole gift? Uh, more or less, yeah. She well, she did give me a gift certificate. Aaron got me a gift card to Top Golf, but Logan got Top Golf's fun. Logan got me two dad joke books, which is they're cute. That's funny. When they get older, it's fun. My kids put together. So we got home from Colorado um, the night of Father's Day, uh, and I walk into the door, and there's a gift sitting on the kitchen counter, wrapped, and has a little note on it. And they sent me on a scavenger hunt throughout the house. Um to where the next gift was and and all in all it was like some of them were like just little bags of candy or whatever but uh they sent me on this whole scavenger hunt went into my office they what they say so first i come in i see the gift and it says hey uh i think somebody messed with your with your pops in your office and one of my things my wife does is she'll take a pop and move it somewhere else to fuck with me Mm-hmm. And it drives me insane. So I'm sitting here in my office, like, what did she move? Like, I'm get, starting to get pissed, right? I'm like, what did she move? Because I can't find it. And then I see there's one that's wrapped. <laughs> she, she didn't write, to be fair. She didn't write in the card. It did not say to read on the toilet. She said it's a book that you can read on the toilet. <laughs> So, and I noticed one of my pops uh, is wrapped. She did, she did get me a book of why a daughter needs a daddy, too. That was super cute. But Oh, that's cute. I'm just saying. I'm just making it funnier than it is. But, <laughs> but one of my pops them. was they wrapped. They, they wrapped one, and then they said, hey, um, 
don't forget to tuck me in at night. And I was like, what the hell are they talking about? So I go to each of the beds. I go to mine first. I go to the boy's bed. My daughter's bed has a gift on top of her bed. That sent me to, uh, I think something's burning in the microwave and there was a gift in the microwave. So they had me go all over the house and find all these gifts. It was a lot of fun. They put a lot of thought into it. So and a good well, Father's go. Day. Because I probably have been like, this is fucking stupid. Just give me the gift already. <laughs> it was Don't fun. make me run all over the house for this. They shit. were so excited to do it. Yeah, so they bought me this. They bought me a, a a Wong Funko Pop from the new Doctor Strange movie. Some candy. Um, got me something else. I don't remember what it was. I took a picture of all the pizza. <laughs> yeah, it was tasty too. No, it was a good Father's Day. Did you have a good Father's Day? Other yeah, than, was... other than uh, toilet books. No, it was good. Yeah, they... <laughs> she said she got me the the why a daughter needs a daddy book, which is super cute. And the dad joke, I may, I'm joking around, but the dad joke book is pretty funny because who doesn't like a good dad joke? But she did say, you can have it for reading material while you're on the toilet. And I have one of those. It's all Chuck Norris jokes. It's a book of Chuck Norris's Chuck Norris jokes. It's hilarious. And she she did take me to breakfast at uh, Biscuits, which was awesome. So You better be good to her, dude. She's going to leave you, if you. No. <laughs> I don't think she'll ever leave me. I treat her like a, a goddess. So <laughs> I joke on it here about it here, but like I'm, I know I'm just and it's and it's it's you fun guys are well suited for each other. Anything I say on here isn't anything I wouldn't say to her face. So you know. <laughs> oh man, yeah, she didn't. I played video games for hours and she didn't bother me. And she hates video games, so. Yeah, my wife, uh, not a fan of when I play video games. Like when I, the last video game I got sucked into was probably Guardians. And uh, she was not happy. But now I'll come to find out that I can just hook up my freaking Elite controller to my iPad and play video games whenever I want. My wife won't say nothing. Ah, uh, fucking Jedi. What do you say? The only one that's coming between Matt and Aaron is hopefully me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a good show, dude. We had a good show. We did. Talked about some good things. Talked about some good geek news. Yes, sir. Talked about Ozzy. That's always a good show. You talk about Ozzy. Right. But uh, I don't know. You got anything else? No, I think that is it for the most part. Um, Guys, if this is your first time finding us, um, I want to make sure that you like and subscribe down below let's get to those 400 and 500 subscriber marks so we can do some giveaways remember five 400 subscribers you can be entered in a chance to win an awesome um i don't know if I, how i want to do that it's either going to be comment leave comments on the videos and once we hit that 400 subscriber mark we will take everybody who's left a comment put in a randomizer and they'll get the t-shirts and of course the randomizer uh, yeah Stumbling Jedi is gracious enough to offer up a slab book for 500 subs and a 9.8. Something is killing the children, number one. So there you go. Let's get the sub count up. Uh, if you, this is your first time finding the show and you like what you heard, make sure to slap that like button and subscribe. Slap Matt's ass. Yeah. Um, if this is your, if you're listening to the playback on Monday and you're finding us on any of your podcasting platforms, please make sure to like and subscribe there. Um, funny enough, I was going to tell the story the other day. We got a bad review on, uh, on Apple iTunes. Oh, did we? And we got called clickbait because, 
in Apple iTunes, it it tells you like what your show like other shows in this genre that if you're a fan of this, you might like this, right? Uh-huh. So it says absolute geek podcast, a geek nerd movie, Dungeons and Dragons, whatever blah blah blah, blah podcast. Also like Hollywood Babylon or you know a couple of the Kevin Smith podcasts. So the person says one star clickbait fucks. I thought Kevin Smith was on this podcast, so I downloaded it to listen to while I was camping, and there was no Kevin Smith. Gives a one star for because they're an idiot and can't read. They're an idiot. Yeah. Zaggy Zaggy says, I swear Comic Tom is the only thing that pops up for me. Hey man, Comic Tom and Jen Mitt, they put out some some fire content. So I can't get angry at that. But yeah, the first one at the bottom on our page says, You might also like Fat Man Beyond. Yeah. See? It's just like you may also like this, or this podcast is like this, or you know, because it's just the same category. And and so they're like we don't even say Kevin Smith in our no, in our no. description, so they're just an idiot. Mm-hmm. I know. And that's why I say like I wish I could dispute that, but it's whatever. I, I found it amusing. It's a we could dress bait. Max as Kevin Smith. Jessica Handel is a yep. woman. So you're just dumb. Jessica Handel is dumb. <laughs> Stumbling just said I was searching for self help five years ago and ended up here. My life has never been the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're welcome. We've enriched your life, Stumbling Jai. We have brought you class and culture in the greatest way possible. Apparently, Jay Snrub thinks we're the worst. Yeah, that's we're old. Th- yeah, that's that's old. Too. That's one year ago. That's about when we yeah. joined, right? No, 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 no. That would have been like right around the time I went. O- we all went over to Flipside. Oh, okay. So, yeah, hey, that been any, anybody- at about the time we recorded uh, Stumbling Jedi's least favorite episode in uh, moving day <laughs> that's what i hear all the time he messaged me he's like i want you to know moving day is the worst fucking episode you've ever made <laughs> that's 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 hard to believe since, since max and i joined i would say that those are probably the worst no nah. <laughs> it's a different feel but hey uh if so if you haven't left us a review on apple podcasts go for it don't start now and we do we want to see make them funny because those are the best like jessica fuck moving day i may put i may put jessica handles uh uh review on a t-shirt dude I, we've talked about that before putting like bad reviews on t-shirts and be awesome yeah, we don't have enough of them so that's saying something but could um, very easily be much better four years ago yeah can't connect that was, I think that was when I was doing wrestling stuff. But, um, guys, we're looking to grow the channel and expand out. Um, I would love to incorporate more people into it. I don't want it to get like dramatized and shit. Like one down with flip side, we won't get into that. But yeah, you bring um, drama, drama, you're out. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you have a show idea or you want to try doing a podcast or you want to try any kind of show and you want to, you know, pitch it to us and like, that and do it on the channel that's that's cool let us know we're down to work with anybody um, and nothing's off limits yeah nothing's off limits you can have we your had own somebody show ask us if they could do a, a fantasy football show i said go for it yes zaggy if you want to do vhs tapes bro that's on you man so i still don't get that dude out of all the mediums to watch movies 
who enjoys watching it on VHS tape? That's well, just shit now right there. VHS tapes are like a huge collection. I know. Thing. It's like I went to a record store the other day and they had cassette tapes mm-hmm. that were ridiculous amounts of money. I said, out of all the mediums of which you can watch or listen to music, cassette tapes has to be the worst. You don't get the warmth of records. You don't get the digital perfection of CD or or whatever. Cassette tapes is hot garbage. VHS tapes are that same way. Hey, Sticks, if you want to do a Doctor Who show, it, you dude. can do it, bro. Go for it, dude. You can, you can come on our show. You can pick any night of the week you want except for Friday. Um, we, we, we have a $500 entry fee. <laughs> you, can, you can do a Doctor Who show anytime you want. <laughs> dude, no way, man. VHS? Straight film. Like, like, like the film reels. That's the best way to watch a movie. I do. You don't get the definition, but VHS. Neistat was a is a fucking head of his time, man. But VCRs are just a it's a bad technology compared to now. Yeah, I I had uh I so before we go, I had this conversation with Max. So so uh, we were listening to Jay's um, Born Too Late podcast, which is if you're into punk rock or music of any kind, that Born Too Late podcast is phenomenal. Um, and he was talking to, uh, Jackie Cruz, I think her name is from, from this band called Manhandle that's here in Phoenix. And I said, Oh, let's listen to it. Cause I haven't heard him before. And the thing with a lot of these punk bands is they like to sound very old, like seventies kind of sound like, a it was recorded in kind of a tin can. And Max is like, that's awful. And I was like, no, it's, it's, it's considered, uh, pure right like with with that kind of punk rock that's very old school like sex pistols esque era to sound like that like it was recorded poorly that adds to the that adds to the um the essence of it right and he just didn't get it so i am i'm totally on board with people that 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 want that pureness of the of the medium vhs tapes is not it (laughs) (laughs) that is not it but yeah, we're looking to grow the channel. We're looking to collab with people. Um, you know, you own your content, whatever. I'm not gonna we're not gonna tell you what to do, what to put out as long as it doesn't fucking get the channel taken down. Have fun. That's all I say. So if sticks, if you want to do a fucking Doctor Who show, let's go. Go for it, bro. Um, we do ask that you sign a waiver for if if uh sexual harassment issues against Max. He's not held accountable. He has a sickness. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> all right, enough teasing, Max. But good show, man. Good show. I have so much fun doing this, and I love all you guys that come on our come on every week and talk to us and make us feel loved because we sure know our wives don't. So just kidding. <laughs> well, mine does. Yours does. <laughs> You're over here like she's gonna leave you, man, and she's the only one that ever fucking wives that supports me. <laughs> but. Yeah, oh um, man. Again, thank everyone in the chat for uh <laughs> hanging out, sticks, stumbling, Patrick, Zaggy. Um, my name is Kyle, Max, Corbin was here for a minute, Aaron, uh the week. Corbin crew. said interesting, dot dot dot, and, and then last <laughs> scumbag, <laughs> fucking scumbag Corbin. But um bum ass Corbin. But but yeah, so Again, um, if you're listening to this in the playback and you want to be part of it, hit us up on Insta or Facebook or any socials, whatever. 
uh, let us know your ideas and what you want to do, and we will um, talk to you about it. If you've not yeah. already subscribed to this channel, please make sure to do so. That goes a long way in helping us. Uh, let's get to the sub markers. Let's hit that 500 sub so we can give away that slab. Um, let's get to and a shirt thousand. at 400, right? Yeah, and a shirt at 400. So we got some good giveaways to to launch out there. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your tell a neighbor about the show. Uh, tell a local comic book store about the show. Really appreciate the support you guys give us all the time. We greatly appreciate all of your reviews, good, bad, or ugly, on uh, the uh, podcasting platforms. And that's my goal for the rest of this year, man, is to try and get as much content out for you guys as possible. Um, so, yeah. On send that, Matt your dick pics. No. <laughs> you send those to care of Kyle Stinson at moderncommayhem.com. <laughs> <laughs> those those will be the ones that uh love your that would love to receive your dick pics yeah the best um, dick pic the best dick pic will will send something to you <laughs> <laughs> please don't turn this into something send this us your not dick pics and the anything. best one wins <laughs> this does not need to be a thing come on no <laughs> But um, yes, again, shout out to the Everything Bagel crew. Appreciate you checking us out. And we will be, like I said, be in touch with you short um, soon about a collab. Shout out to the Renovision crew. I was on their show on Wednesday night. Um, it's a lot of fun over there. So we got to have like them us, come over here one of these days. I'm trying. I sent them invites tonight, but they were like, oh, I'm in, I forgot I'm in bed. And it's three hours ahead for them. So it is what it yeah. is. Um, but we'll get them over here soon. And uh Hopefully we can do more collaborations with them on things in the future. It just build, um, build everything out. Stumblings, so. stumblings comment got held for review. That's really bad. <laughs> well, if there's any kind of like swearing in it, it gets held for review. You just got. Oh, he said it was like, wieners. Yeah, well, Franken, Franken wiener. <laughs> Sticks his picks in coming in three, two, one. Yeah, flood them. <laughs> Send them all what? to Kyle Stinson. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> Come on. It's just a joke. But. Oh, man. All right. Well, for the Absolute Geek Podcast, I am Lance. And I am that Matt. That guy right me, there. That's me. It's so saying. It's like... Remember. Saying? I'm saying it. Fuck. You ruined it. Damn it. No, you, you froze, dude. I froze. Yes. I froze. <laughs> I froze. All you freaks and geeks. Come all you freaks and geeks. Let's listen to Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek. We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks. Spread the cheeks. And drink some Cosby wine. We'll drink some Cosby wine. Again, thanks for being on the chat. We appreciate you so much. It makes me feel real fine. Thanks for hanging out with us every week. We'll see you guys. See you next time on the Absolute